Hello, people. How are you doing? Happy, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Wednesday uh, as, yes. a, as a release. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, mm. Happy Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It is I, S. How are you doing? Uh, and it's your boy, Bernie Bambi. Uh, welcome to the show. Well done for making it this far in the week. Um, uh, Listen. We are in tier two, bitches. <laughs> We're free. Oh. <laughs> free, yeah, quote unquote. Uh, but we in the studio. We mm. happy to be here. We happy mm-hmm. to be here. Mm. The remote situation was... Um, was not for me. Ghetto. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm glad to be back in my home. Um, and yeah, we're just going to kick things off with our emerging artist. So have a listen to this. Hey, Jaden Clover featuring Rada with her latest single, Pieces of Me. Um, and I'm feeling it, I'm feeling yeah, it. Yeah, really, really chill vibes. Mm. Really, really mellow stuff. And uh, yeah, no, I I appreciate it. Be adding that to my um, vibesy uh, playlist. Mm. Mm. For sure, mm. for sure. Now she's talented, talented young lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, really feeling her. Um, just production wise, I thought it was just great, you know, really hypnotic and dreamlike. Um, loving her and the vocals she's bringing. Um, she's giving me a little bit of a Luna George, you know, but um, with that, that brummy touch. <laughs> no, to be fair, you know, a Luna George, she, her voice is kind of different in that it's, it's quite girly almost, you know, but I feel like this one is a bit more of a, it's a woman voice, you know, but still restrained, still really chill, still super soulful. And I love like a, British soulful mm-hmm. sound, you know. Like I, I think sometimes we feel like it's to be American. soulful, we have to go yeah. American. It's like yeah. no, we can do that still within a British yeah. accent. Yeah, I like hearing the Brom accent. Absolutely, that's another yeah. reason I like Mahalia. It's like <laughs> similar, similar. Mm, mm. And um, yeah, the feature was great. I think their voices really complement each other. One lyric that really uh, stuck out to me was "butterfly stitches on my chest, butterflies glitches in my stomach for you." And um, yeah, I think that's really just complemented the production as well because it's got like a nice, warm, crispy, crackly feel to it. And just the image of like butterflies glitching in your stomach. I just thought that I was, you know, beautifully paired. Um, and then at the end, the song fades into a nice acapella and you really hear like the clarity of the vocal, um, lovely, deep, warm, smoky notes. 
Um, so, I love yeah. doing this segment with you because you just go <laughs> in with the, <laughs> the detailed analysis. I love it. No, no yeah. but yeah, I was I feeling go. it. I was feeling it. So uh, shout out to you, Jaden Clover. You can find her on Instagram. Her name is Jaden Clover. That's J A Y D O N C L O V E R. So please do go and find her, stream her, show her some love, mm-hmm. let her know we sent you, and yeah. Just stream the shit out of her music. We're loving her over here. Yes, sir. Awesome. Um, so now we're going to move into the rest of the download, mm-hmm. um, which is our music segment where mm-hmm. we discuss recent tunes, uh, albums, projects that have dropped, uh, our favorites, you know, our general uh, favorite tunes, mm-hmm. stuff that we're feeling, basically. Yeah. Um, so last week... Um, well, I spoke briefly about um, Megan Thee Stallion's new album. Um, <laughs> my co-host had not listened to it at the time. No. Uh, I've been made aware that he has. I have. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Should we jump? Um, jump into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm let yeah. you take the, take the okay, take the lead okay. On this one. So I listened to the new Megan Thee Stallion album, Good, Good News, news. Yeah. and yeah, um, I was feeling it. Um, so we start off with. <laughs> <laughs> It's just hilarious because like, you know, S has already done this and I'm like, so let me tell you about this album. <laughs> so Shots Fired, I think it was a very strong, ballsy start yep, to the album. I agree. And I just love how it's just like, okay, look, let me just quickly address yeah. this shit, mm-hmm. get it out of the way. Yeah. And then we can get back to what I really care yeah. about, which is living my best life and niggas <laughs> and, you know, i just Aww. love it because like she knows what she wants from niggas and that's about it like what there was like maybe two three tracks where she was kind of in her feels but the rest of it she's like you know what i'm young i think she even said it somewhere like i'm young why am i trying to settle down i'm just trying to have fun like mm-hmm. i am rich right now <laughs> so uh yeah i loved like the the feeling of the album and like just what she was trying to embody um circles which like you said had the yeah. jasmine sullivan sample mm, very good uh cry baby I really liked. Uh, I think the baby killed it with his yep, verse. Yeah. Uh, when he was just like, Keisha, Jasmine, Kira, yeah. Megan. Yeah. I love that. And then she <laughs> played back with some other nigga names as well. So that was really cool. And then what was really clever, what, what I liked was that he also went like Lisa, Ashley, Sierra, Sarah. And then she then refers back to like, yeah, we might even bring Sarah into the mix. Like, mm. you know, a little nod to a bisexual threesome. Uh, so awesome. Uh, <laughs> no sh- comment. <laughs> sugar baby um oh sorry just quickly this has come to my mind there was a video of her i mean obviously just megan great 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 just content she's putting out there on instagram yes like she provides mm, what was she she was twerking to something she was talking about her natural hair i think she was wearing yellow and she was just twerking and then she just like bent over and patted her <laughs> and i was like oh megan 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 mm. anyway sorry <laughs> so let me come back to the album sugar baby mm. um you know what i didn't love that one I'm um, trying to remember which one that it was. was the one with the invest in this this pussy boy. boy support black biz. i love I that, love that line yeah but the way she actually delivered it because i think the line that came before that was buy me everything in my car if you my boyfriend and then invest in this pussy boy support black business. And I was like, mm-hmm. that didn't even rhyme. Like, <laughs> I was just like, mm, that's a great line. I just wish she had just given it a bit more time. And mm-hmm. and then I didn't really like the production on it. It was a bit bit weird. Um, wasn't doing it for me, that song. 
uh, movie I liked. Um, I love the line, eat my coochie, let's make a movie, nigga. I'm talking ASMR, let me hear you chew it, nigga. Um, so, and then the feature as well said, like, he said something like, the strip club got the best Those chicken are, wings. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which is the most niggerish thing honestly, to say. And I loved it. I loved it. It's true. I do want to, I mean, after rona and everything i would love mm. to hit the strip clubs mm-hmm. in the states and have the wings mm. sounds so yeah there were very funny lines some really funny lines in that song freaky girls that was the city girls that, one that was scissor scissor no that was scissor yeah yeah, yeah. do it on the tip was um city girls yeah yeah you're right yeah freaky girls um production was a little 2014 but <laughs> it was good fun uh cute little you know reference sample of freak like me um, and yeah, SZA was having a good time. She was um, loud, as I said. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you did. You said it. And yeah, you're right. Um, she was like, you know, don't be scared of this pussy, which I just thought was funny. Um, yeah, there was... Um, what I wanted from that song, actually, was a SZA verse. She only came in for chorus. Yeah, that's right. And correct. there was definitely time for it. The they song could've. didn't even make it to like three minutes. They so could've. I think that could have taken it a bit further. But yeah, good fun. Uh, worked at... Again, that was the chorus, very fun. And definitely her best use of just like her signature ah, on that album. Like, <laughs> that was good fun. Um, and she was giving us a little bit of vocals. Like, you know, uh, ride it like a rodeo. I was uh, like, okay, come on. Oh, God, yeah, yeah I remember tune, that. Come on. I'm like a rodeo, yeah. <laughs> um, intercourse, I was like, you know what? I am enjoying seeing you dabble. That was uh, a pass with for me, difference. can't I? That was, a, that was a hard pass for me. <laughs> I'm enjoying seeing you dabble in different sounds, you know, the island sounds. Um, and I would like to see you progress in that. But yeah, I was like, this is this is ex- it's exploratory for her. Oh, yeah, so, you know, have fun. And She's I'm sure. Young, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, sure. Rock me to sleep. No. Oh, no, no, my no. Goodness. Hard, hard no. That I was Meg, like, baby, Mm-mm. sweetie, I love you. I love you so right? much, but no. Like, in my mind, I really just want to believe that. No. One music executive was just in her ear, like, "Come on, we really need like a pop hit, like a crossover. Like, come on, we just need that." And she was like, "Okay, fine, 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 fine. No. I'll just do this one." That's what I want to believe. I really don't want to believe that Megan was like, "Oh, this could be cute." <laughs> <laughs> I really hope not. Sorry, do you want to know I just it just came to my head. There's this um, mm. TikTok. Um, and there's this like black girl and then she's like running through her house like it looks like a fucking escape room mm. and she's like closing all the doors behind her and like looking behind her like someone's chasing her <laughs> and then closing all the doors and then going into the closet and then literally after like three different three four five six different ex- entrances sorry mm-hmm. um she's like okay and the caption's like when you can finally listen please P- in peace sorry mm-hmm. and then she plays um don't rock me to sleep <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, some people really like it i was so really? on twitter there are some people who are people. into it yeah for sure really that, well, I they're, they're big shame that. but there, there are people who like it i don't know what who that track was for uh, I, I, I can't um, answer that. I don't know. and it was just so unneeded like i think <laughs> gone are the days when you're like a black rapper and you need to sound poppy and have a crossover here because like yeah. hip-hop is like the new pop now like yeah. it's, you know it's, it's all infused everywhere you know other, like yeah. savage was probably as um you know pop or mainstream as she needed to go mm. um which again big tune beyonce really elevated the track and just listened to it again on the album i was like shit i actually you know really enjoyed this and we just loved beyonce coming in on that um and then finally I loved how they kept on saying, what was it? I'd love what Juicy say. Shut the fuck up or whatever. Like mm. the way they phrased that. Just really Shut the fuck up. up. Yeah, that was it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, I really enjoyed uh, Work That with Young Fug. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed that. I mean, I think I talk, uh, spoke about that. Because I had the music video, didn't it? Yeah, 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 with the Cheshire Cat playing Better Cake with Megan's butt. <laughs> and um, yeah, I listened to it again today. I was like, no, I still fucks with this tune. Um, I think it's probably one of my favourite on the album, actually. Really? Um, yeah, I feel like he came, he, you know, had a really nice verse there. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Really, and just a really strong track to close on as well. Um, so yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, I think The Guardian are a bunch of clout chasers because <laughs> they gave her five stars. And to mm. me, well, for one, you never really give anyone five stars twice in their life, really. So to me, it's almost like they're saying this is the best album she will ever make. I don't believe that. I think this is just like the beginning of like Megan. I and I, I don't need her to make her best album yet. I just need you to provide me with like a couple of really strong hits. Um, and she's done that. Um, I don't think, and this is the thing, I think the thing with um, The Guardian is that they're sort of like, they try and say that they're just like commenting on the music, but really they're just so political with it. And it's yeah. like, they're just trying to like, oh, if this album captures like the zeitgeist, then this is a five-star album. Yeah. And like, of course, you know, it's a very important album. This queer black woman coming out and being empowering in the face of like literal death you know um at this time it was a very very important album it was a strong message she put out there um that doesn't mean that musically it was five out of five mm-hmm. um but yeah very enjoyable album very important and you know we stand megan in this house we so love yeah yeah well so. done to you meg Overall, mm. out of five, what would, what would you give it? <laughs> I, was, I tried to glaze over that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an opinion you don't. <laughs> um, hmm. The thing is, I don't want to... This is just for me, okay? Mm. Because what I'm about to do is I'm going to rate it lower than what I rated Kylie last week. <laughs> Kylie Minogue. Wow. I think I'm going to give it a 3.7 for me. Okay. I mean, if I'm trying to be objective and just yeah. think of it like, okay, forget that you really like disco and like you're only just sort of getting back into hip hop. What would you give this? Um, I think, actually, no, I think I've given it a fair rating. I think <laughs> 3.7. And that's the thing. Not every album needs to be five stars. Not every album needs to be four stars. And mm. there are many good albums that I wouldn't give four stars even but i still love you know because i think you just can't glaze over the tracks that don't cut it you know mm-hmm. if there's two if there's at least two tracks that don't cut it it's then you can't give it five stars you yeah, just can't um fun. and yeah i think it's just ridiculous that anybody <laughs> give the album five stars when rock me to sleep wherever it was gone was on that album oh my she gosh. didn't do herself any favors with no. with that um with that song, that song no I like if she had put it on a deluxe edition of the album I'm like fine <laughs> fair but she put it on like the main one um so unfortunately we have to take it in its entirety and i think that song was a low moment so for me 3.7 but i'm very happy with the album i'd be inclined to agree with you there we go yeah 3.7. wonderful Yep. Uh, so that was that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it would be um, fun um, just to do a quick little recap of um, our Spotify raps because um, mm. I'm always, it's like my favorite time of the year. I'm always very excited to see, uh, you know what, people chat like oh are people who have spotify are they like paid by them because the way they promote <laughs> i love spotify spotify if anyone works at spotify if you're listening i love you guys um <laughs> and i love that they just you know they have the little daily mixes and stuff mm. and the playlists and then obviously mm. you get your yearly wrap up and everything mm-hmm. um so yeah i thought it'd be fun to kind of just uh i guess go over a yeah. few of our favorite 
yeah. tracks and that. I mean, I yeah, I think it is fair to notice. I mean, or important to note that mm. you know, Spotify are like the biggest oppressors of music. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, <laughs> just just to say that we know, like we we, know. we are aware we are aware. Of that. But you know, freaking like, like most things do? are terrible. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like okay, we live in a can't society. do Amazon, we can't do Google, we can't do Spotify. Like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, again, like not yeah. to excuse it's, it. It's you know, all it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time, I also enjoy my Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah. hi Han, you listened to this song last week, so we thought you'd really like this playlist for the cinema. Like, Thank oh, you so you know much. Me. I love this. <laughs> yes. Um. Mm. So I'm I'm gonna just uh, kick it off. <laughs> yes, please. My uh. So my most streamed song of the year was um mad at me by kian on the day mm. and i've mentioned this chick i'm sure at least once or twice in the show but mm-hmm. love her just love just such a nice pretty voice and kiki yeah i've definitely mentioned kiki several times mm. it just slapped i don't know it yeah love that song so that was my most stream song and mm-hmm. she was my number one artist oh. kian on the day um my second artist i believe was miss janae aiko uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my number three was Kehlani, uh Number four was LMA, and number five was um, I know it's pronounced Black, but I just like saying Six Lack. Same, um, same. Six Lack. Um, <laughs> and um, you know, you know, on the uh, the Spotify thing, they're like, you know, you're you're an innovator and a pioneer, and you're you know yada 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 to try and talk about um, yeah. songs that you listen to that aren't mm-hmm. as known or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I listened to That's On You by Joyce Rice before it hit 50,000 streams. <laughs> um, and Joyce Rice, I will say, because I also wanted to mention her because she dropped a song like two days ago um, called So So Sick. Um, and just like the melodic setup of the song, mm. like how she's singing it, everything. It's very reminiscent of Rain by SWV. But the mm. whole vibe of it is just mm. very 90s r and I believe she also samples um, They Don't Know by John B. But Joyce Rice, lover, lover, like really, really cool artist, really mm. kind of nice R&B kind of vibe. Um, she also has a song, um, That's On You. And she has a remix, <clears throat> sorry, uh, with Umi, um, which is uh, the Japanese remix, which is, I believe they're both, they're both Blasian. Um, I think they're both half African-American, half Japanese. Okay. But um, the Japanese remix goes, it goes fucking hard. Mm. So, um yeah, I would definitely, definitely encourage people to check her out. And mm. um, I will plug uh, some of the songs <clears throat> in the download playlist. Yes, please. Um, but uh, also just honorable shout out because my top decade was the noughties. <laughs> my top song from this time was Stop This Song, uh, Love Sick Melody by Paramore. And that's a great song. <laughs> so- <laughs> check it out, check it out. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, oh, also, sorry, just the shameless plug. Mm. Um, also on the download Spotify account, I've also created a This Is Us playlist. So mm. if, I don't know, two people on this earth want to get an idea of <laughs> <laughs> what I listen to on a day to day, I'm a bit more kind of uh, holistic um, experience, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's almost 20 hours long, but it gives you, yeah, just some <laughs> of my favorite artists and my favorite songs and and all that shit but um yeah that was that was it um for the mm. most part music wise awesome um my sort of i mean i'll i'll just talk about a few of them but my fifty thousand, like you know the what was it like innovator whatever yeah. it was yeah yeah mine was um salty john by yes this is Banks. <laughs> <laughs> 
wait, is she? Does she not have? Sorry, let me not. Does she what? Is she what? Is she still allowed on Spotify? No, no, not even that. Like I don't know. If she, you listened to it before it hit. Um, Fifty thousand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you know me. I love some yeah. some Brazilian banks. I love some mess. You do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was my <laughs> yep. And then also my top artists. Um, let me go from five to one. Five was William McDowell, gospel singer. Fair <laughs> Fair place. Fair our play. brother in the Lord. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother in the Lord. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I need my gospel. It gets me through the day, through the week. Uh, my number four was Krungbin, who are a, they're a Texas band who sort of do, they're really inspired by Thai funk from, I think, the 60s. Oh, sick. Yeah, and so they mailed that into like mm, oh yeah yeah, no 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 you need to check them out they're really cool really chill um at first they start with just sort of more instrumental and just like you know sparing use of vocals but now they're becoming a bit like they're using more vocals in their tracks and it's just great like the music they make is just so distinctive um so yeah really need to check them out uh number three was our queer babe kate renada um (laughs) yeah when he dropped baba like I was mm-hmm. just, I was elated. Like yeah, that I album knew would be. <laughs> mm, just did the most for me. Like consistently, like it was a great album. And that's the thing. Like obviously there were some tracks that I was like, you know what? I'm actually not feeling it this much. Um, 10% I actually didn't love, um, which is kind of funny because it was in some ways it was like his most Catronada sounding track on the <laughs> album. Um, but I didn't love that song. But I think when you produce an album that's so good, when there are some tracks that don't quite, do what the other tracks are doing it's kind of okay because it gives you some respite mm-hmm. and you don't mind it as much so for me like that was an album that was like pushing like the four star five star you know that was a great album uh number two was um a wonderful white lady called faye webster Never heard <laughs> and, of her. Okay. yeah no she makes sort of i mean i want to call it blue-eyed soul <laughs> um <laughs> To I just... invoke that old <laughs> that old phrase that they used to give to like Dusty Springfield oh, and stuff. Okay. <laughs> but okay. um yeah, like she just has a really like, but the thing with her, she's like she's like, look, okay, look, I know my voice. It's sweet. I'm just gonna give you sweet on this track, but then the instru- instrumentation will be um soulful. And yeah, like um she made a great album and actually like three of those tracks ended up being my top <laughs> my top songs. Cause Good. the thing is I actually don't really listen to songs themselves like just bang them out really mm. um only really like this year have i kind of start doing that but really like last year i just like listened just so widely that nothing ever really mm. you know so like when i was looking at my top 100 it was like what i listened to that like five times last year <laughs> <laughs> but i just made it there um but yeah number one artist uh was nina simone the late great okay um, i adore her i adore okay. her um and I underground can just, artist yeah, yeah and i can just listen <laughs> sure <laughs> and i can just listen to her every day every day i adore her um top songs yeah kingston hurts me too and johnny all by faye webster johnny's very good very sweet um number two is i actually don't know how to pronounce it it's Icelandic by the Icelandic band Sigurras. Um Figur piano something. <laughs> I'll put on the, the playlist. <laughs> but yeah, very good song. And uh, my number one no, no, I'm not saying it because <laughs> what is it? 
because it's it relates to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I can't say it. But yeah, it just pissed me off. Like I was like, damn it, this is why I shouldn't use my freaking... I mean, it's basically just like, you know, background music <laughs> that I just listen to when I'm at work to like, you know, keep the day calm. And I just listen to it like every day. And it became my number one song. I don't even fucking like it. It's just like, oh, this is like nothing. This is just like, you know, white noise. But yeah, it's my fucking number one okay. song for... So, I mean, if that doesn't uh, embody 2020, <laughs> I don't know what does. <laughs> but yeah. And my top genre was pop, lol. <laughs> was it? Oh, yeah. I think mine was... Uh, I think mine might have been... It can't have been pop. But I think it might have... Surely It R&B. was dance pop. Really? Yeah. Number one was dance pop. Number two was rap. Number three, alternative R&B. Oh. Number four, pop. Number five, UK hip hop. Oh. But, um, yeah, odd. I guess who's the... I don't know. Oh. But, um, oh, actually, also, just quickly, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, music stuff. Uh, I wanted to, in terms of just what I've been really, really enjoying over the past year, oh. um, there's this artist called... Do you know Amalou? No. Oh, she's sick. She's, um, <laughs> she's another beige babe. Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> is from... Wait, is she from... She's from North London. Um... Oh. But uh, yeah, no, she's sick. Uh, she's got this EP, um, Amalu, <laughs> called Amalu. Mm. Um, and Northside is a sick song. The music video for it is really, really cool. She like directed it by herself. And it's just her and like her guy mates just like hanging out and just, it's, it's just a really sick, I, I can't quite put it into words, but the vibe is just very, it's very London and it's very kind of alternative mm. R&B-ish kind of. She's coming through the vocals, but she's also kind of got this really cool kind of rappy, kind of cadence as well i don't mm. know i just i just really like her mm. um this town also a bit more of a sad ballady song but um <laughs> it got me through some tough times um mm. but uh really really fuck that song also better great song um so yeah amalu i'll i'll stick some of her stuff on on the playlist as well but defo check her out um i mean she's not really underground but summer walker also mm. i was re-listening to <laughs> to over it and i just it's just such a great album mm. um Mm. In her personal life and her personal decisions, uh, Summer, <laughs> you know, but the music mm. on... <laughs> Will we visit? Don't oh, we? Yeah, Will we visit? On, on point, on point, I love. Mm. Um, and then just uh, someone I actually discovered literally on the way here today, um, okay. this South Korean R&B singer called Crush. He's lit and he's got the song called Looking For, which features Joyce Rice and Devin Morrison. Ooh, is he um, cute? Yeah, he's cute. Mm. <laughs> I was gonna like drag you, but like I'm not the same way. Yeah, no, he's cute. He's cute. But um, no, he's got a really, really cool, really cool um voice. So uh, yes. Is um, it crush with a K? Uh, no, just C C R U. Are you you're googling right now? Of course you are. Yeah, no, he's he's lit. Um, and then yeah, waiting for um by Rum Gold featuring Jamila Woods. Um, I I enjoy mm, Jamila yeah, Woods, so that's that. also a good tune. Mm. I think, yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's me on that. And then finally, just some very quick fire shout outs for their Grammy nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Brittany Howard, mm-hmm. uh, Best Rock Performance for Stay High. Brilliant song. Uh, shout out to our boy, Kate Renata, Best <laughs> Electronic Dance Album. He has to get it. Uh, shout out to Jada G, both of us, Best Dance Recording. Um, you know what? Shout out to Doja Cat, Say So, Rock of the Year. It was cute. It was cute. Um, and despite everything, I don't mind it if she wins that. Uh, shout out to uh, Kate Renata again, second nomination, Best New Artist, um, and Megan Thee Stallion as well. So I'd be happy for either of them to win it. Uh, shout out to Michael Kiwanuka for Best Rock Album, you know, homegrown British sound. 
Um, so yeah, I really, really want him to get that. Um, and yeah, well done to all of those people. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to shout out um, Janae, my girl. I streamed the shit out of Cholombo and the Deluxe, so I'm rooting for her. I don't give a heck what you lot say. I love Janae. Uh, Chica also was really, really happy to see she got a, a Grammy nomination. She's sick, um, super consistent, and just, I think, yeah, super underrated. Um, obviously, yeah, again, Meg, shout out, and mm. Beyonce goes without saying. Mm, uh, of Chloe and Hallie also love those two. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiana Major, I really enjoy. So, um, you know, South London girl, knew him big up and mm. she was on the queen and same soundtrack as well mm, um mm. and yeah great voice mm. um i think mahalia was also nominated for something so. really i missed that okay. yeah i, th- oh, I think she was to her. I, I could be i'll double check but um yeah and uh victoria monet um also mm. shout out she yes. one she's great but also she's um she's got this writing credit on do it by chloe and hallie and yeah her oh, writing is yeah she's written a lot of songs for ariana grande obviously um yeah 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 and yeah she's also bisexual oh well, she's pregnant as well actually oh she announced congrats, the other day congrats. um so yeah shout out to her mm. so uh yeah um that's actually a pretty good segue mm-hmm. um to what well, we're gonna go into the lowdown mm-hmm. now um which is our pop culture segment mm-hmm. and the first topic of discussion is <laughs> the grammys <laughs> They've got the girls, oh yeah, dear, in their for, feelings. For all there was to celebrate, <laughs> there was also some commiserations oh, to, to hand out. Me, dear <laughs> me. Where should we, where should we start? Should, should we, we start, start with that white man? Bon Iver, okay. All right. Is that how you pronounce it? I've always said Bon Iver. I, I mean, yeah, that would make sense because it's French and that's yeah. how you say it. But I always say Bon Iver. Um, I, I'm guy. just going to stand in it. <laughs> but okay. um, yeah, Nicki Minaj. I mean, do you want to take this away? Yes. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I'll just read the tweet. Mm. Um, am I going to attempt? Yeah, fuck it. Mm. Um, Never forget the Grammys <laughs> didn't give me my best new artist award when I had seven songs simultaneously charting on Billboard in bigger first week than any female rap in the mm. last decade. Went on to inspire a generation. Mm. They gave it they're white man <laughs> what no my accent's gone it's good sorry it's gone it's gone <laughs> trying to do an american accent at the same time as trying to be nicky Minaj, it's hard anyway yeah, it hashtag pink friday so um mm. she was vexed um mm. that white the white man bonnie vet that sent me that killed me <laughs> <laughs> i was screaming oh i very oh, almost God. changed my twitter name to yeah. the white man bonnie vet. but very i think almost. some people got in there first like people were like oh yeah that's me that's me yeah that speaks to me <laughs> so i mean i think i was saying to you earlier like mm. i low-key i want to be a bar because mm. she's just so funny mm. and just so witty and the stuff she comes mm-hmm. out with mm. hilarious she's but, um, great like she gives so much to yeah the culture. she does she <laughs> and does. she won't let us forget <laughs> she won't let us forget <laughs> rightfully so um so that was miss nikki um mm. we also have our light-skinned king justin bieber um but who, very quickly though yeah go on. i'm sorry bon Iver is that guy he has produced oh. many <laughs> many good stuff like i think his first might be four three or four albums were like faultless honestly and there's a reason why you know kanye like bon Iver made music that kanye wanted to make and then because he couldn't do it he literally just grabbed bon Iver and like took his song and then put it in his song, you know? Um, James Blake, there's a reason that James Blake has worked with him and created a beautiful oh, song. Okay. What was it called? Rivers, Mountains, um, Forest Fire, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, he has been putting in that work and even, yeah, his debut was such an accomplishment. 
but I do completely understand. Because you know what? Nikki should have got a Grammy by now. You can't tell me it's there's kind of nothing bad. she's done yeah. in her life that is not deserving of a Grammy. That's not fair. And I don't know who she pissed off at the Grammys. <laughs> don't know whose parking spot she took. <laughs> but like, yeah, they just do not want to give her a Grammy. It's a conspiracy, for sure. For sure. So yes, I feel so. her pain. I feel her pain. Come on, tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not going to front. Like, Skinny Love, I play the shit out of that song. Mm, it goes in. So, mm. um, but you know, I do understand her her frustration for sure in that respect mm. um other people did get nominations but you know they were <laughs> they weren't too happy what they were nominated for <laughs> yeah so we have um justin bieber who took to instagram mm. um with the uh following um notes message mm-hmm. um ios press releases yeah, as they say on the read. um <laughs> to the grammys i am flattered to be acknowledged and appreciated for my artistry I am very meticulous and intentional about my music. With that being said, I set out to make an R&B album. Changes was and is an R&B album. Mm-hmm. It is not to, it's not being acknowledged as an R&B album, which is very strange to me. I grew up admiring R&B music and wished to make a project that would embody um, that sound. For this not to be put into that category feels weird, considering um, considering from the chords to the melodies, to the vocal style, all the way down, down to the hip hop drums that were chosen. It is undeniably, unmistakingly, an R&B album. <laughs> to be clear, I absolutely love pop music. It, um, sorry, it just wasn't why this is fucking long. It just wasn't what I set out <laughs> to make this time around. My gratitude for feeling respected for my work remains, and I am honored to be nominated either way. So, man said, "You lot are erasing my blackness. I want to be over there with the niggers." <laughs> uh, he is politically black. Listen, That's what oh he is. <laughs> I, I mean, have you listened to Changes? I didn't. Um, I didn't like Yummy, and so I thought, you know what? I don't think I'm... I didn't hate Yummy. I can't. I mean, at least after this whole kerfuffle with the mm-hmm. Grammys, I actually went and listened to Changes. Was it an unmistakably uh, R and B album? After listening to it, mm. I understand why he thought it was. But <laughs> <laughs> sweetie, mm. yeah, no, it's I. I compared to the other people who are nominated for R and B albums, like yeah. you are not like fucking Leon Britton. Nah, sis. No. Not with Leon Bridges. Come Get on, out of here. No, of no, 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 no. It is not. Like, you can be with the pop girls. Yeah, Justin. and that's, the and thing, that's like, okay. You've you've taken R&B sounds, but you have, you know, you are leaning on the, the pop side of mm. R&B for sure. Um, so, yeah, like, some things ain't for you, okay? <laughs> like, stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. And like, has he already won a Grammy before? I'm sure, yes. Yeah, like, exactly. Other, like, yeah. and I mean, I think you fucked it up for yourself now. I, I don't know if they're going to give you the Grammy now because then that will make them look dumb. <laughs> So, um, I don't know. Uh, look, you're not black. Get over it. <laughs> Plus, you know, you're <laughs> lucky that we forgot. Well, we, I haven't forgotten. Well, I mean, he was like 12. <laughs> when he said one, the, the, he said nigger in the... Yeah, like run nigger, yeah. nigger, nigger, chainsaw joke. Oh, I wasn't um, thinking about that one. He did the what? One Less Lonely Girl remix, but he was like, one less lonely nigger. You're joking. Oh, yeah, fully. <laughs> Man was harmonizing, yeah. Harmonizing his slurs. <laughs> There we go. So shut the fuck up. You gave up your black card the day you said nigger with an ER. No, I honestly, honestly, this guy. I I mean, yeah, he was young, but the streets mm. remember Justin. Um mm-hmm. sorry, I said Leon Bridges, but um I meant Luke James. But yeah, I'm looking at sorry. Oh yeah. Luke I'm James. looking at best mm. R and B album nominations. Literally mm. like Aunt Clemens, he's great. Mm-hmm. Giveon, mm-hmm. he's great, love him. Luke James, mm. John Legend, Gregory mm. Porter, um Gregory Porter, come on. <laughs> Justin, Mm-mm. Justin, come no, on, no, no, no. Uh, 
Abel was also um, <laughs> not, and people were pissed um, mm. on Abel's behalf. Oh, really? Um, so the weekend just tweeted: um, "The Grammys remain corrupt. You owe me, <laughs> my fans, and the in- and the industry transparency." Dot dot dot. Um, I I mean I, I think we said this in a previous episode. Obviously, mm. I used to be really into the weekend back yeah. in like the House of Balloon days and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, House of Balloon, sorry. Um, but yeah, just recently, I'm just. One of my friends like fucking slated me because he was like blasphemy. But I just, I'm just not rocking with the weekend mm. as of late. I listened to, was it Blinding Lights, the big song? Blind, what's it called? Yeah. Blinding yeah, Lights. Whatever that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, that's not for me. Yeah. It's just not, um, I'm Googling right now. Um, yeah. Blinding Lights. It's just, yeah, it's, it's not for me. But um, I think there seemed to be wide range, um, widespread agreement that he was um, mm. snubbed for that. But um, I, I can't comment. So look, he's won a couple of Grammys. Um, he won one for "Earned It" with "On mm. the Fifty Shades," which was yeah. a decent track. Decent. Um, he won won it for "Urban Contemporary Album," "Beauty Behind the Madness," and he won it again two years later for "Starboy," which there were a couple good tunes on there. Like I said the other day, um, "I Feel It Coming" is one of my favorite weekend tracks mm, ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but <laughs> uh, it was just so MJ, you know. Anyway, but yeah, like. Blinding Lights, for me, that was a terrible song. Terrible, terrible song. Um, and I just didn't understand how that could come from here. Mm, actually, no, these days I can. Yeah, look, again, like, take the L. Um, you've made lots of money, but I don't think that was an excellent song. I really don't. And the Grammys are supposed to be <laughs> the hallmark the of excellence. <laughs> the Grammys. I just, I just don't. I just don't think it was. The Grammys are supposed to be the hallmark of excellence. Supposed to Suppo- be the hallmark yeah. of excellence. Yeah. That wasn't an excellent song. So. Um. And look, every, ugh, like, especially this was my thing with Justin as well. Like so many people, like, I feel like got snubbed or should have been nominated. Mm. Like I think Kehlani put out a brilliant album. Like the nomination. For, she didn't get anything. No. Oh, really? No. Um, and she like wrote this whole thing on Instagram about how, you know, she mm. makes music for the fans and, you know, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And um, even Tiana Taylor, did you see the other day that she's saying she's yeah. retiring? She says it's not to do with the Grammys. It just happened to be coincidental. Okay. But I know like her label have been like fucking around with her for the longest yeah. and <laughs> not doing what they need to do. But Tiana mm. Taylor, again, amazing voice. Ari Lennox mm-hmm. should have gotten way more Absolutely. nominations throughout her career than yeah. she has. Mm. So um, the amount of people who are not getting the recognition, um, which is why... I guess more and more people are saying, I think even Drake said it, like, we can't rely on, like, the Grammys mm, to validate you as a musician. I think because... he tried to say that yeah. at the Grammys and then cut off his mouth. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and he's continued to say that because it's true. Like It's so true. Yeah, so true. it's like, like with any award show, you can't... From you know... time, they gave Taylor Swift yes. album of the year at the Grammys for 1989 over Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Yes. From yeah, that definitely. day, I'm sure there were many, many occasions that we should have been like, okay, fuck the Grammys. But from that day, <laughs> I was like, awful. a Grammy don't mean shit to me anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, like every year I just look at the Grammys, I'm like, it's some bullshit. And then yeah. I leave because yeah, after I mean, that day. Remember that time Adele literally won the Grammy? She's like, Beyonce should have won this. Yeah, yeah. She's like, what are you doing? You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Yeah. And you know, shout outs to Adele for that because... <laughs> I really know. I really appreciate that from her. I really appreciate that from her. So, um, yeah, fuck the Grammys. Um, but Beyonce stay winning. <laughs> um, and yeah, like, it's, it's funny because like, Beyonce's kind of like, fuck the Grammys, but then she's also like, but I won't come and collect my trophy. As she should. As she should. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, good luck to everyone involved. And, and yeah, like I would say just 
these things don't validate you. And I guess if you're going into it for the right thing, seeing how, you know, you impact people, the fans, the streams, like all that shit, like, I think that should matter more than what some bureaucracy um, decide is worthy of this golden thing. I mean, yeah, Kanye pissed on, I mean, anyway. um, So yeah, that's, (laughs) that's, that's that on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Welcome to the world, Mm. Elliot Page uh yes great welcome, welcome. great great stuff great mm, stuff i mm. so um, i'm not gonna read this whole thing because it's hella long mm-hmm. but um they uh wrote a statement um and posted it on twitter um mm. the other day basically he did yeah coming out as um yeah uh, a trans man I, did they trans say, man i yeah, believe yeah in terms of pronouns um say he they. i'm sure he said he th- i think that's like the first sentence is it not or did he just uh, say i am a trans man now Hi friends, I want to share with you that I am trans. My pro- yeah, my pronouns are he, they, and my name is oh, Elliot. Oh, he, they. There yeah. we go. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to read all this. Mm. No shade. Um, no, no, Love no. them. But um, one thing that I did really appreciate um, is that they also made the point that um, in terms of the stats of violence against trans people, especially mm. trans women, mm. and the fact that the majority of them are black and from minority mm-hmm. communities, I really mm. appreciated that because I feel mm. like that's often forgotten about when we discuss um lgbt issues and and trans issues um but yeah elliot page like they are one of my most (laughs) they're my favorite like unproblematic white people yeah Um, (laughs) honestly like i i have no issues i don't remember Mm. any point in time where um he said something that's you know irked me particularly so Mm. i love that um and was was his like breakout role in Juno, right? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, from then on, like, even then, that was just such a, like, you know, powerful role for him to have. And just, yeah, I feel like he has just consistently been, like, about it, you know, and mm-hmm. for the people and for, you know, positive change and, you know, amplifying voices and amplifying causes. And clearly, he's also a person who's just willing to learn as well. I think, like, mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah, yeah, these, like, people who have this platform, they get to a stage where they're like, okay, I have reached, like, wokeness i am woke and then that's it yeah and they don't but clearly like this is a person who's they going on their doing journey the work, yeah. exactly so uh shout out to him and fuck everybody who was dead naming him yeah and like trying to dead name him but then dragging some other like innocent woman into it who like literally was like that ain't me <laughs> elaine, elaine page yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah um, um yeah yeah actually i i just wanted to this 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 really irked me and i didn't know how um prevalent this kind of discourse was Mm. um i saw someone on my tl um kind of quote retweet this but this i think um there are yeah i think they're a black lesbian um uh, big big turf vibes but they Mm. basically or she basically said sorry um i find it depressing how many young lesbians now feel that because they do not perform or feel invested in conventional femininity they can no longer be women and so they shift from identifying as a lesbian as lesbian women to straight men compulsory heterosexuality all over again if coming out as transgender brings the actor formerly again dead naming Mm. brings the actor formerly known as ellen page any measure of peace then i'm glad for them but my heart also breaks as the lesbian community grows smaller again and loses a role model again sweetie this is not doing what you think it's Mm. doing like it's just really gross Mm. and i I just don't understand why she thought this was necessary Mm. yeah it was so stupid and it's like that's cool if like if that is your experience that you found that you could reject um society's ideas of what a woman should be comfortably within the um identity of a woman Mm. that's cool for you Mm -hmm. 
But if somebody else is saying, well, it's not just about like, you know, oh, I want to be a woman who can like express herself in whatever way she wants. I'm actually saying to you, no, I am not a woman. Then that's a completely different story. Mm -hmm. And why are you just completely neglecting that? Like you're just, again, it's that whole, like you're expecting that your perspective represents everybody else's perspective. And it's it's just super patronizing, super condescending, and just you know it's really hateful. So yeah, wasn't a fan of that. Yeah, it just the, ugh, there are some yeah within like the lesbian community there is a lot of there are a lot of turfs and mm. I, mm. I found out yeah a lot of this kind of discourse which is just yeah I'm not even gonna you literally yeah just said it all mm. so um fuck you to that woman. <laughs> um, so we can transition from um, actual queer folk to uh, queer bases. Um, <laughs> so Harry Styles got Noah Cyrus into quite a bit of trouble uh, this week. <laughs> we'll come back to Harry because I know you had you've had some words oh. for the young man. But um, Noah Cyrus, who I only mm. recently found out was Miley Cyrus's sister, <laughs> did not know. I thought Noah Cyrus was a Wait, dude. Did you know of her? But Yeah, I thought she was a dude. Oh. And I didn't. I mean, I thought maybe she might be related to Miley. As in you'd heard her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thought, oh, okay, that's... Like, yeah, okay. but I, I only found out, yeah. Right. So um, she posted this picture <laughs> on her... There's so many funny parts to this. Um, she posted this picture on her Instagram story of Harry Styles um, in a dress. Um, and what do you say? He wears this dress better than... Wait, wait, no. It was in response. Oh, fuck, yeah. Who was it? Um, Candace Owens. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Coon in Chief, yes. Candace Owens said... What did she even say? I can't she remember. She just said something like, um, where have all the manly men gone? Oh, Basically, like, up, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, there's so many things tied into that. Okay. We'll, we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. So in response. In response to that, mm-hmm. um, she posted this picture of Harry Styles in a dress and wrote, um, he wears this dress better than any of you nappy ass hoes. <laughs> <laughs> hoes is spelled H-E-A-U-X-Z, which I thought was kind of funny. But um, <laughs> oh. that was interesting and then later of course she came out with the oh i didn't know what nappy meant i'm so sorry for the people i've offended etc etc um okay what did you think nappy meant come on nappy headed come on stupid ma'am you know exactly what that means please i just a quick thing on candace owens someone like i Candace Owens is one of those, like I have her blocks. Like I just cannot, I cannot stand I can't that woman. Stand to see her. Yeah. yeah, but someone made a good point that a lot of the time when people are dragging her, they kind of like creep into misogyny. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, sure. that's exactly it. Yeah, mm. and I would like people to avoid doing that um, mm. and just call her out on her ideas, which is stupid. Yeah, um, you know, a few coon jokes here and there, like fair yeah. enough. But especially Absolutely. when it's non, when it's non-black people saying this stuff, like mm. know your role, no, know yeah, your lane, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's not for you. Yeah, um, um, and just a tiny little thing. One <laughs> hilarious thing about this mm. is that when you look at the screenshot yep. of this story. <laughs> It's from 23 hours ago. And someone's like, she almost got away with it. <laughs> she <laughs> she that, almost that got away with shows, it. shows, like, no one's really checking with Noah <laughs> yeah, Cyrus. Yeah, I didn't fucking know this shit was. <laughs> but they um, just got nabbed her. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I found that hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's sort of a similar vein to what you were saying about, you know, when we're coming for people, let's just focus on the points they're saying and not, you know, how they look. Because, um, yeah, I was quite annoyed at, you know, Noah for saying that shit. And it was just really, really responsible of her. And I was like, you know what? Let me just cuss her and like what she's saying and not, you know, her. However, I think we should note 
that there were some people on Twitter <laughs> saying she should shut her mouth because she's a round faced bitch who <laughs> 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 looks like the mood emoji. <laughs> And you wrong no, for that. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You wrong ro- for that. Excuse me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. On um Harry Styles, what did did you have your little piece you wanted to oh, say? No, no. I don't even want to say <laughs> Are you too over much. It? I'm just yeah. I'm basically that's all I have to say. I am <laughs> over it. Um. Look, because you know what, I used to be like, I bet he ain't even gay. I bet like all he's ever done is like kissed a couple guys when he's drunk, and like now he's like the queer blah blah blah. And I, I do kind of have this issue, well, not issue, but I, sometimes I'm like, it is a bit frustrating when the poster child of bisexuality or queerness mm, is a straight man, is not even just a straight man, but a person who only ever has significant relationships with someone of the opposite gender. Mm, yeah. That is just a bit frustrating okay. because it almost cements the whole idea that, oh, well, they're not really, you know, mm. bi because, and I know it's not your fault, but it's like... So I was going to kind of drag him for that. But then I actually think, you know what? I actually don't really know much about any of Harry Styles' significant relationships. Um, like, except maybe Taylor Swift, mm. which they never really, like, <laughs> owned up to on either side, kind of. Um, he actually does maintain quite a private life, I would say. So I can't drag him for, um, you know, not, like, queer baiting, I guess, in some ways. Because maybe he really do be, you know, doing the do. But what I will say is I'm just tired of, like you know people seen in the dress and it's like oh he has you know defied toxic masculinity mm. toxic masculinity is <laughs> over and like you know he'll turn up somewhere with some just like horrible unblended eyeshadow <laughs> and you know <laughs> and some like chipped ass nail varnish and it's like oh what is gender anyway and it's just like okay it's like bro they're straight men on tiktok doing the same thing honestly like, honestly so i'm so i'm just Billy a bit Potter tight, wearing dresses like, right so i'm just i'm like you know, like that's the thing. You don't even need to necessarily look feminine to rock a dress well, or like look womanly or of a woman figure, whatever. But I still think that he kind of just looks a bit. I always just feel like he looks like someone just plonked him in a dress. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Look, like, he says he's having fun. So what can I say? But I'm just a bit tired. Like I'm, I, I'd much rather see just different people representing queerness i just don't want it to just be harry styles all the time yeah i'm just kind of over it um and also it's like okay you've done it like you've been doing this for a while now like can we move on um but like every mm. time we speak about him it's always like oh and tell us about this dress and it's just like okay yeah it's becoming a bit like just boring now like from him i need some other people out there and just like you know again like, i remember seeing this tiktok and it was just like you know 10 other people who have like you know uh challenge gender norms that Chicken. aren't harry styles and <laughs> are you know like black and brown yeah. so um yeah i just want more um diversity i guess and yeah. i don't even literally I, I mean i don't even literally mean like color i literally just mean anyone else but <laughs> harry styles. uh yeah i mean yeah i I'm at the point where I'm just kind of, yeah, past uh, caring. And like, mm. I don't have anything against him. No. Like, like I think he's, I think he's gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. I like watermelon sugar. Um, mm. And yeah, like, it's just <laughs> what he represents. It just, it can be a bit jarring, but mm. Um, mm. yeah. That's the thing. I don't think he means any harm. Yeah, no, And I actually think, I think not. he actually means good. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's just, I'm just tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Mm. Um, 
Okay, so Gabby Sibide, um mm. star of Precious, Precious Empire, mm. um, a bunch of other stuff. Mm. Um, she recently um, got engaged to her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's amazing. Good for them. They right. seem really in love. He seems mm-hmm. lovely. Uh, Wouldn't it be nice if we could stop it <laughs> as, there? As always, mm. it's just kind of like, that. that's lovely. Mm. Um context uh her boyfriend is a caucasian man mm-hmm. um and so the hoteps um has something to say um i'm just gonna read i think it was i didn't again like i think i've done a pretty good job but the way i've curated my timeline i don't really mm. see a lot of nonsense i have to look for it <laughs> um but occasionally i'll get like one rogue tweet that someone might have interacted with or like replied mm. to whatever mm-hmm. so i did see this one tweet that had a picture of gabby and her boyfriend or fiance in one picture and then um serena williams and alexis ohanian in the other mm-hmm. and it said both of these women dated down and it celebrated oh. but if a man was black y'all would have endless snide remarks why is that um and yeah there was just a general kind of you know like mm. oh you know this white man like why she marry him da 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 and you know what? One thing I will say about this time is mm. I did see more people, um, like black people, mm. who were saying that, like, not gonna lie, like black men weren't really even checking for her like that, so we can't really be mad that mm-hmm. yada yada yada. And that's to make the point that, similarly to Serena Williams, again, not to you know as I say, like I don't mean to drag black men, but mm-hmm. a lot of black men did used to run jokes, absolutely, with Serena calling her a man and just really defeminizing defeminizing her sorry mm-hmm. um and yeah just all that sort of shit with gabby obviously she dark, she's a dark-skinned black woman she's plus size um the movie precious on its own um people have been taking that and running with it mm. running with it sorry mm. and have yeah clowned her so i <laughs> the, the whole like i think you're just really audacious if you try and pretend that you're upset that she's married and like race aside like she's obviously met someone who loves her Mm. they have they seem i mean i don't really follow them like that but Mm. they seem to have a good dynamic relationship they've got a little dog Mm -hmm. and she's happy so who gives a shit Mm. and (laughs) yeah that that's yeah you know i mean i feel like i mean you and i are probably the last people to try and (laughs) get out (laughs) black people for uh, don't drag us now Dating, dating the whites. What um, I will say, and you know, we don't throw stones in the house, but you know, I am not going to be the one to be like. I mean, I'm the last person to be like, you know, that's racist to white people. <laughs> but like, dating down, what the fuck? Like, honestly, yeah. like th- there were so many things wrong with that, and yeah, like you know, and I, you know, I kind of, I remember like Serena clapped back one time, and she was like, you know, I don't color isn't a thing when I'm dating. However. White guys treat me better, <laughs> and I was gonna like, hey, I, hey, look, speak okay. your truth. If that's the truth <laughs> that the you've thing. experienced, I can't, you know. But um, yeah, like, look, if she has found someone who cares for her, what the fuck is your problem? Um, and no, we don't like. Hey, I mean, yeah, okay, I get it. There is some, yeah. If a black man may um go out with a white woman, and there may be discussions about it, but also at the same time. Like you said, as these are women who have just faced so much shit from people anyway. And it's mm-hmm. like, don't act as if like they haven't gone through their shit yeah. in order to just exist, let alone yeah. who they're dating. And now you're talking about who they're dating. Like that's an issue for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's bullshit. It's just about like 
no, what you don't want is, you know, black women to make their own choices mm. and choices that don't basically just like bring honor to you, the black yeah, man. Center you. That's what it's about. Yeah. Mm. And I just want to say like people, you know, saying like, oh, you know, it's hypocritical, yada, yada, yada. It feels a black man. Most of the, I mean, I'm speaking for me, mm. but like in terms of interracial relationships um mm. and obviously in terms of interracial relationship it's more than just black and white like it could be a black person an asian person mm-hmm. hispanic person etc etc um white hispanic um to be specific um but our issue or like my issue with mm. black men who date outside their race is when they then turn around and say oh it's because these black bitches are mm. yada 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 mm. when you start talking down about the women in your race that's where we have an issue mm. no one gives a shit like who you date as long as you don't yeah as long as you don't put others down in like while that's while that's happening and mm. i feel the same way about black women if a black woman was to turn around you know after getting I don't know if she had an Asian husband and turned around and went like yeah cuz like mm-hmm. you know these niggas weren't shit and they're deadbeat there we go. i would have there a problem with that black woman mm. Mm. date who you date who you want like it's 2020 like yeah. we live in a multicultural yeah. society most of us do mm-hmm. so it's inevitable that you're gonna have people dating outside their race and i don't mm. think that's a bad thing mm. um sorry dr umar but <laughs> <laughs> i mean fuck that nigga anyway mm. but um yeah that that's literally the, the crux of it with me i don't care if you date non-black like i mean you know black love we love to say it but at the same yeah. time it is what it is and like, i'm not gonna be pressed about trashing, it trashing like the yeah. rest of you know people within your race do we even use that word anymore <laughs> just trashing you know other <laughs> black people folk, yeah. yeah just because like now you've found this person that you feel like you found you know love with now suddenly like it's like yeah fuck all of those people that i'm not going out with like all of these black people like that's when it becomes an issue and that is not what i've seen from either of these women mm-hmm. so leave them the fuck alone Yes, sir. So, mm. um, congrats to Gabby. I hope mm-hmm. uh, her engagement and future wedding goes goes well. Mm. And good blessings and ting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, from good news to not so good news, um, <laughs> Summer Walker um, recently has uh, been. <laughs> you know, what? I was thinking this as I was re-listening to mm. over it because mm-hmm. she just released the um, the complete set, so it's got like some live versions, um, some mm-hmm. instrumentals, etc. And as I was listening, I was like, damn, she's really in spiritual bondage with this nigga London mm, on the track. Like, she loves mm, this man. Mm. And he's just taking her for a mug and she's mm. just like... And that, I mean, the music slaps, but... <laughs> yeah, so um, she's she's pregnant. Um, Which is um, news? Oh, no, I mean, that's old news. Yeah, I mean, well... Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's... You know, she seems happy about that. Yeah, so that's also good know, news. She'll feed but her baby the, the three slices of yeah, apple and... and the, <laughs> sweet potato (laughs) mash and yeah all for 40 cents Mm -hmm, like you know there's mm -hmm. there's no problem there um so she posted on her instagram um am i gonna read all this uh yeah okay um so she said uh black men gotta start doing better when it comes to being a father um my grandfather lame my father lame and this nigga lame (laughs) lol (laughs) and i guess the cycle will just continue um i guess niggas still dealing with the shackles of mental slavery or some shit back when white men ripped you from your families and beat you to death you tried to protect them it goes deep shit's really sad but at least i can afford to take care of my child um everyone ghetto it was also ghetto i tried to get him to spend time with his other kids as much as i could he ain't want to because he's selfish. I tried to get his baby mamas to let him see the kids. They didn't want to because they was bitter and hated me for no reason. <laughs> I tried to get everybody to just get the fuck along like one big happy family. And instead, everyone just shit on me. And now I just have um, 
the shit end of the stick because of these motherfuckers is getting (laughs) 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 but that's how it goes when everybody's spiritually immensely undeveloped i don't know what the Mm. fuck i was thinking Mm. uh but at least i can afford to take care of my child um well i guess i'll just put it all in an album collect my millions and be on my way on my Mm. merry on my merry way but she spelled merry like marry okay um ironic Um. (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah basically london the track is lame and we've been known this because know. <laughs> she's had issues with uh them. but yeah his baby mamas have come forward and been like he sucks and mm. i mean yeah I don't for know me like she started it off and i was like okay look i'm feeling her pain here you know and i understand because you know it, she almost had some valid points in that you know maybe you know obviously um just sort of like the there's so much like history <laughs> to like the black man in america and how you know yeah of course when poverty which then leads to like more likely to be involved in crime and shit like that and then obviously these horrible policies that were separating families and shit like that mm-hmm. like a lot has been done yeah. to like destroy the black family i get that and she was kind of you know trying to make that point but then you know she just basically just said, fuck everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck the men, because they're shit. Fuck the women, because they're shit. And it's like, oh, okay. I thought maybe this was going to be a bit nuanced. But actually, no, you're like, everyone's shit because of this. And then, you know, I don't think we needed that really vivid image of like the whole, like, what was she talking about? Like slavery and like, shit, like, and, like the white man. From, yeah, I think, I don't think we needed that. That was just, like really spiteful. And it's like, hey, that's like our shared history here. Like <laughs> you don't need to do that to all of us. <laughs> that's like a really strong image. Um, yeah, like I, I get that you're upset, but yeah, I, I didn't think you needed to do all of this. Like you, you literally just said, fuck everyone. And I'm rich anyway, so I don't give a shit. And like, no one's I mean a few people might be like yes I'm a nurse right <laughs> but like I don't know it's just no she's in her feels she's pregnant yeah so I get I get her pain I get <laughs> so yeah um you know sorry about that summer but like you said <laughs> like you said I'm sorry just the way you were just stroking your neck <laughs> just, sorry about that scratch 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 <laughs> um but you know what look like she said she'll be fine because she's got her millions and that's all you need to be happy hey i mean yeah she's in a way better position than a lot of people who have um deadbeat baby fathers Mm, so mm. i just really i mean they're probably not going to but i just hope she just leaves this man and go off and Mm. find someone who is nice or if she Mm. wants to do on her own you know do that but Mm. i yeah Mm. i i I don't have much for her um she's young like how old is someone i think she's like she's 22 23 maybe maybe 24 but mm. she's young and mm. like you know um as you know she said a lot of stupid shit and i don't know i just find it kind of ironic how she was dragging um future's baby mom the, the other month just the other day yeah mm. about you know like da, 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 and now she got pretty much baby mama for him drama. and like mm. i mean future really I, honestly the king of the nah honestly. ain't shit niggas mm. But um, yeah, good luck. Good luck to her and her baby. I hope she has a healthy and happy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. God um, bless that baby. Yeah. yeah I hope she has a healthy, happy water birth. <laughs> she's, she's gonna be... Where she lights incense and yeah. doesn't take any yeah. drugs. Um, <laughs> you know. Anyway. Um, mm. uh, did you want to talk about the, the True Kitchen thing? The Truth Kitchen? The True Kitchen. Um, I don't think I... Looked. The video with um, the owner yelling at um, the patrons. 
Uh, basically, yeah, there was this uh, true kitchen and cocktails or whatever, this restaurant, and it was brunch, <laughs> niggas were turned, um, they were playing body oddy oddy and all sorts of mm. art shaking tunes. Mm. People were twerking on the furniture and dancing, mm. you know, as drunk people at brunch do mm-hmm. in a pandemic. Um, mm. <laughs> and yeah, this guy comes over and gives this whole speech about how he, that the owner's black and the restaurant is like predominantly black patronage uh-huh. and it's like you know i started this so black people can have this space to yada 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 <laughs> and you pose need to have respect for yourself and stop shaking yeah. that ass and you know <laughs> they're white people watching etc etc um oh, and later on footage came out on like he said that apparently he'd spoken to them before privately and they refused and then yeah so mm. um <laughs> i mean to me it was just funny because it was honest just like you know I started this so we could have a safe space for black people. But if you go act like niggers, <laughs> you can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I just, like, you know, tone, 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 tone. I'm going to be tone police. I didn't like the tone of what you were saying. Yeah, I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, they were acting. They were acting up. They were oh. having a good old time. I mean, time. yeah, I think he had every right to kick them out. Yeah, but yeah, but I much. don't think he needed to, yeah, like, disgrace them and, like, you know, just, like, distance himself from, like, <laughs> versions of blackness like that. Like, and, like, you know, to, yeah, I didn't like the whole, like, you know, I am the respectable Negro yeah. when, you know, like, Opposite, allow it. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, um, yeah, there was, it was so heavily, not even tinged, like, so fast with... <laughs> Noir, um and yeah i didn't like it was very very ugly mm. yeah and like people made the point you know you're kind of trying to capitalize off these aspects of quote-unquote black culture mm. in terms of mm. the setup and like the music mm-hmm. you're playing like the dj obviously he's playing our shaking it. you need to go shoot your dj he too turned you smell cocktails problem. with a k like what do you expect and like it's brunch niggas go to brunch to get drunk during the right. day like exactly come on and uh, again like i will reiter- reiterate sorry mm. i think he had every right to kick them out if they mm. were dancing on furniture and shit like that because especially yeah. if you spoke to them already exactly uh, exactly mm. but yeah the whole you know the um, public reproach uppity, um negro speech mm. it was just yeah super <laughs> condescending reeked of anti-blackness and it was just unnecessary mm-hmm. um but yeah that, that's kind of what i have to say mm. on that mm. um oh, must be <laughs> dutch belly oh my days you know what's just hilarious you know what's so uh, funny about that the fact that we recorded that <laughs> put it out and like literally within a day it was out of date because yeah, what we're like, at that point it was yeah. still like kind of like okay kind of like some young <laughs> but like it's mainly <laughs> legal yeah. whereas it got to the point now where it's like nah he's like legit a Allegedly. groomer sorry allegedly. he's legit allegedly <laughs> he's legit allegedly a or there are legitimate claims or legitimate allegations yeah there we go i've, I've got there there are legitimate <laughs> allegations of grooming and you know um i mean let's call a spade a spade mm. this is this is pedophilia now isn't it i mean the, the girl was like 14 there we go that, so. uh, talking about let me see your feet <laughs> nah man this is a weird ass. It's a weird ass nigga. <laughs> you know what? No, I no, I'm not actually like me personally, I I'm not that way inclined. 
I mean, what? <laughs> oh, feet. Oh, sorry. Feet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant. I was like, I damn sure hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Please, no. Feet. No. Oh, yeah, no, same. Yeah, same, I'm same. not that way inclined. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can appreciate a pretty foot. I just don't really want to do anything to it. Yeah. Um, but I just think. You know, it's, it's a fucking kid's foot. That's when it's like, yeah, okay, gross. well, now you're, that's wrong, you know, objectively. So, uh, Dutch. And like his response is just to say that oh he's going to kill some oh. dusty rapper diggers out there. Um, and then, like, all of his responses have just been... So, <laughs> do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? And it's just like, well, no, actually. He's <laughs> <laughs> just saying a lot of nothing. Mm. A whole lot of nothing. Mm. Just, yeah, everything about, like, especially that video. Someone made the funny point, like, you know, roadmen, whenever they... Every day will be like, fuck the feds, fuck the feds. As soon as they're, like, ah, ca- kind of guilty, it's just like, you know, the police have had an mm-hmm. investigation. Like, mm-hmm. I would have been arrested by mm-hmm. now if I've done it. They would be bringing me in handcuffs. So suddenly mm-hmm. you have faith in the, um, mm. the criminal justice As system. if you didn't just get... <laughs> I mean, although maybe you believe that you did, I don't know, I don't know, but um, yeah, I'm sorry, Dutch. Like, before we, you know, we could just be like, mm, you're moving a bit mad now, you're moving a bit illegal and incredibly immoral. And yeah, I, I'm interested, you know, what I'm interested to see though is if he can still have a career after this. I'm actually interested mm-hmm. to see, I um, wouldn't put it past him or i mm. mean i the music industry is full of abusers who mm. are still making money so but in this day and age it, we'll see we'll, we'll see because we'll i was gonna make the comparison um because when obviously he, he was i mean who the fuck is gonna get on camera and say yeah i did it like mm. obviously you're saying you know it's all lies it's not true da, da, da. Mm. r kelly was jumping up and down screaming mm. hollering in gail mm-hmm. king's face saying i'm fighting for my <laughs> life man like oh, you don't understand like mm. nigga was crying mm-hmm. and maintains like i didn't do it i didn't mm. when it is so up like come yeah. on yeah so you know and r kelly is still i mean he, he in jail but yeah you know before that before like the documentary and everything he was yeah. still and we all knew what he'd we been knew. doing we knew and you know he was still you know make, getting his streams mm. going to concerts and mm. doing concerts and stuff so mm. we'll see i i mean dutch is at that point where like he wasn't big enough to no yeah, before all of this happened so exactly there is a chance it might be the end yeah yeah he I hasn't built up that soil that sort of loyal diehard fan base yeah. yeah um and you know maybe that was god's will so <laughs> we will see what's in store for him hey like maybe this does need to go to the courts he's saying he believes in the you know the justice the justice system, system. Yeah. so um let's take this fully to the courts and let's just see personally i just i don't see how we can come back from this like even if he does go, it all does go to court and everyone, and you know, he's clear of all charges. Are we going to believe that? I mean, I've kind of, my mind's already. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of, this is why uh, it just muddies water so much. Cause obviously like the family of the girl, of like the mum of the girl came out and said like, mm-hmm. it's not true what they're saying about him and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Then other people have said like, you know, he's paid them off and it's just mm-hmm. all very murky but yeah, personally just, i yeah. i mean i didn't really i didn't really listen to his first thing i just thought the nigga had a nice voice but mm. <laughs> i ain't got no problem of yeah not when, engaging, yeah sometimes so. it's like you know what look all of this this is just a bit too messy for me yeah, uh it, like it. even if you're innocent i don't want to, i don't want to be involved <laughs> in this anymore sorry. It, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah sorry about it or not um, know, who knows <laughs> but that that family they're taking hours recently um oh. is oh. oh madam madam steph um, mm-hmm. Did you see uh, that girl, um, Joe Pearl, I believe her name no. is, who, I don't know what she does, if she's just on Instagram or if she's 
an influencer or whatever. Anyway, mm. she basically yeah, came out and said oh, that yes, she was in see. a two-year <laughs> thing with Uncle yeah. Burner. Mm. <laughs> and sorry, I just want to read just this tweet that um, killed me. <laughs> Burner Boy called Steph his wife. Now Joe Pearl sorry, is saying Burner Boy promised her marriage and twins. Mm-hmm. Do these girls not understand that Nigerian men have sweet mouth? <laughs> Their words are pointless. <laughs> Nothing is final until a Nigerian man dies and leaves everything for you in a will. And listen... <laughs> And someone mm. else said, doesn't she know that's how Yoruba men say hello? Um, <laughs> saying he'd marry her and give her twins. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, there is an old Nigerian proverb. I remember hearing about it in a Guardian article. <clears throat> and it basically, I mean, I'm going to just paraphrase, but it's something like women. <laughs> Your husband. <laughs> women, yes. Will I cheat. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, in oh. his younger years. But don't worry. He'll cut it out. So just hang in there. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but that is no, literally like, I remember saying it to my mom, like, is that the gist of it? She's like, yeah, 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 that's a, that's a, that's a proverb. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just accepted. Your husband's going to cheat, yeah. but one day he'll mature mm. and <laughs> he will be faithful to you. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll grow out of it. Yeah, but I don't think Steph is going to hang around for that. Raise uh, the bar, ladies. Raise there we go. the bar. There we go. I'm on it. This campaign, I'm serious. Mm. But yeah, no. So yeah, that family be taking L's this year. <laughs> shout outs. Uh, mm. Yeah, I reckon that's for the most part. Um, quick shout out. Sorry, the mm. the PLT tweets have been. They were giving me life. Um, the PLT were doing this giveaway thing, and just the <laughs> tweets that I, the stories, the the videos, the mm. creativity. I just um, a special shout out to um, her, her at his face in the news, but she did a whole song thing with Kirk in her fucking dressing gown <laughs> and her hair and Felicia braids that killed me um mm. she's hilarious she's on Instagram as well mm. um facing the news um also um I've still been enjoying the crown and I love that it's got the royal family shook um the culture secretary had to come out and be like you know Netflix needs to let people know that it's just fiction and yada 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 um you know I I paused for a bit um mm. because I felt a bit of a traitor because everyone else was watching girlfriends I was mm. like okay let me you know so I've been on the girlfriends hype recently mm-hmm. I'm on season two and mm. you know it's it's fun mm. um Joan people rag on her a lot but I I don't hate her mm. um yeah I find Tony the most annoying have you watched girlfriends is she the one with the really thin eyebrows <laughs> well Tony <laughs> yeah uh yeah 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 she's the dark-skinned one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah she's just really just she's a bit much yeah I like her. <laughs> um i'd say all of them i don't really find any of them likable super likable yeah no, no, no i'd say no, probably lynn is the closest to like is lynn golden that's her real name no that's her real name one oh. of them is called golden something <laughs> <laughs> i thought that she is bright. Um, no, no, Lynn golden whores, I want to say. No, she that doesn't sound right. <laughs> is, I don't think so. She is played by Persia, Persia White. Oh, Persia okay. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's like the kind of hippie-ish free mm. spirit. Who's one. the one called Golden something? Oh, that's Maya. Maya. Maya, yeah. Maya. She's the like um, proper Christian-y, um, lives in the hood. Mm. Hotepi conspiratorial one. Um, oh, is she? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it. But um, yeah, I will be returning to the crown really soon because um, <laughs> I'm just really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And there's a new season of Big Mouth out. So yeah, TV wise, oh, we're, we're doing I great. We're doing great. I cannot wait. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna tuck into that. Yes. Literally after this, I'm gonna, <laughs> get back. I'm gonna start that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's that's us done on the lowdown. Mm-hmm. So we shall now go to Dear Danlo. 
that is our listener letter segment. Um, so if you have any dilemmas, queries, things you know need advice on, can be small, could be big, could be messy. We're we're open minded. We're versatile. Um, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so you can email us at uh, deardownlow at gmail.com. Um, there is also on our link tree a little Google form thing mm-hmm. that you can send things in anonymously if mm-hmm. you want to. Um, so yeah, so Bernie, we'll <laughs> take this one. Take it away. Okay, so we have a letter here from Grown Woman, we'll call her. <laughs> so, okay. dear downlowers. I feel as if I am low-key cursed when it comes to dating. Mm. I just got hinge again earlier this week to enter the dating pool again after avoiding it for nine months. Mm, And within an hour, I connected with someone who ticked my boxes. (laughs) He was handsome, six foot three, 30 plus. plus. Do we know how old grown women is? I don't know. She hasn't said here. No. 30 plus. A medical doctor. And went to the same university as me for his medical degree. Oh, so you also. Okay, cool. Oh, wait, but she may not work in medicine. Again, yeah. When we matched, I was understandably gassed and was looking forward to getting to know him better. Mm -hmm. He had messaged me hi. And I messaged him back lame. saying hi. That's <laughs> uh, lame yeah, you should have known. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I messaged him back saying hi and asking him how he was. He then proceeded to ask me for my number, which should have been a red flag given the speed. But my eyes were blinded by the six foot three doctor. <laughs> saying that he's better when he texts and that I won't regret it. And how oh. we could connect so well. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, what does silly me do? Give him my number. <laughs> what happened afterwards? My guy disappeared without a trace. Huh? Took my number and swiftly left the chat. No goodbyes. What? I was in such a state of shock. I closed the app. <laughs> <laughs> Reloaded the match section. Even turned off my Wi-Fi Stop. and tried doing it on my data <laughs> before it. realizing that he had indeed disappeared and left me in the dust. I want Should to know, lost. one, what this means. <laughs> Two, why men do this. And three, oh, why are men truly trash? Oh. Sincerely, a fed up grown woman who wants to exit the dating pool already. <laughs> I'll let you go first. Oh. oh, and the subject was the case of the disappearing doctor. Oh, shout out Maya. <laughs> shout out Maya. Um, Maya. We should call her Maya. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm really sorry, Maya. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know what to tell you. That's life. <laughs> Niggas be trash. <laughs> that is, to them yeah, is, uh, it's trash. It's that, that's, that's just it's really it. Awful. Um, and especially during a pandemic, yeah. your options of meeting people are severely limited. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Hinge is, isn't the Hinge supposed to be like the, the bougier place? Hinge is better, yeah. I would say. Um, but like unfortunately, like this is just it for like, this is it. This is the life. <laughs> yeah, he gone. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, and honestly, there's no point even trying to wonder why he did it. <laughs> But just for fun, let's yeah. do it. Uh, oh, um, okay. Why did he do it? Why did he? That's actually very bizarre. Why? Yeah. Why it's did you want bizarre. the number so bad? So I'm guessing what he 
is is what she's saying that he took her number and then unmatched her. Yeah. Right. Why would he do that? Um, to then like not say anything. That's the thing because if he had messaged you straight away after and then unmatched, like yeah, that's because he's like, oh, like I, you know. And it's also, he just wants to be like moving about on hinge and just feel like you're not there kind of thing. I get yep. that. <laughs> but the fact that he didn't message, I That's I mean, I'm sh- nah, I, mean, I don't know why he did it. <sighs> I honestly can't think of a, of a reason. Honestly, well, this is the thing though. This is like... Unless your the- WhatsApp profile picture is wildly different to your profile. <laughs> <laughs> or he me, was like, nah, but like, like, I doubt that. Did you definitely give him the right number? Nah, don't bother. Nah, he, you gave him the right number. People are just weird. People are just weird yeah. on these apps. Like they will match with you mm-hmm. and like, you know, it'll be either they'll match with you and then they just won't speak with you mm-hmm. or they'll match with you. They'll say hi, you'll chat for a little bit and then they'll just stop. Like people just move weird and you yeah. actually never it's a know. Lawless space yeah. And you actually just have to go through a lot of bullshit. Like not even kissing frogs. Like you won't even get near the frog. <laughs> like, you know, like honestly, you just have to go through so much bullshit until you find a real one. And I don't, Honestly, I don't quite understand where there are people who go on these apps and they don't want to connect with the people that they it's very match odd. with. Like, yeah. It's very strange to me. Um, and it just shows that people go on these apps and they have, they have different um, like things that they want to achieve from these apps. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he maybe just wants to have lots of matches and he just gets a thrill from that. Maybe he just wants to look like he's got a lot of numbers in his phone. What? Honestly, I <laughs> honestly like that's what I'm saying. Like we could just sit here and try and get into this guy's mind. Yeah, There's no point. Don't try and rationalize because it's just weird. This is like you know the, the this will happen. It, this may happen again. Um, so there's no way to rationalize it. Um, yeah. And why are men truly trash? Mm. Age old question. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm, I'd like to ask you. Like, someone <laughs> answered that for me. Why is the sky blue? Like, honestly, it's it just is what it is. Dating in London is brutal, Oof. brutal. Like, and you're not in alone. You're well. not alone. Yeah. You do like it is. It is ridiculous. How many matches I need to like? Go, <laughs> how many swipes I need to do to get like a decent match and then from there to get a decent conversation from yeah. those matches yeah it's ridiculous yeah. like if, if anyone probability like, wise it's yeah, mental if you were putting like that much time into like anything else people be like why are you wasting your time with this mm-hmm. like you'd better luck like doing anything else but with the apps i guess just because it's just something that you can just do in your spare time and do like a little bit here a little bit there like it's just like this sort of like socially acceptable form of madness really. <laughs> but um yeah Honestly. the apps be ghetto they be shit mm-hmm. and that's just how it is i'm afraid so until you know things open up again and you can find yeah. meet people in more organic ways yeah. we just have to navigate the ghetto yeah. mm. that's it they literally are like hinge is like one of the less terrible ones in my mm. opinion mm. um but yeah no and just like the culture on these apps everyone is just flaky as fuck mm. and literally like you said like the um in terms of one the amount of swipes to find someone that you know mm. you might find attractive or you might think okay they're cool mm. and then out of those people to have like a decent conversation mm. out of, and then out of those people to like move to the stage further where like you're yeah. both you both want the same thing it's just yeah. so one in a million kind of thing and it's yeah. just there's a reason like it's a lot easier for like hookups and stuff if you're mm. looking for something substantial yeah. and like meaningful it's hard mm. you know we've both <laughs> been out here in the mm. the ghetto streets mm. of, of dating apps mm. and it is yeah it it blows but you know mm. there are I would say don't quit. Um, there are good people 
well-intentioned people mm. on there mm. and stuff and um yeah I, i've i mean i've definitely yeah met some some interesting folks mm. um and even not just in a romantic way just people who've ended up becoming really good friends so mm. this guy's a weirdo i cannot for the life of me figure out why mm. he would ask for your number and then disappear and not say anything mm. it's just really odd um and you'll never know yeah uh like the best yeah. advice i can give to you and it may sound very pessimistic but is have absolutely no hope when you yeah. go into these things Fully. because even when like now in my mind even if we get to a stage where i'm like oh like this person is like really into me like they're replying really quickly they seem like we're such on the same page like yeah this could be the but like i don't even allow myself to entertain that idea like until like we have literally set a date <laughs> And then oh, I'm like leaving my message. You're like, oh, I'm and on then, my yeah, way. You get and the then text you on say, the day yeah, yeah, I am also. Yeah. Until then, you have like, to, confirm on the day. to me, like, until then, you are not real. Delicious. That's the best way to do it. Because I, I completely it's agree. It's the best way. Yeah. Honestly. I completely agree. Because they can fuck you up at any point. Like, don't go for the first sign, like, oh, this is nice. Like, wait for the very last sign. That's the best thing you, do, you can do. Guard yeah. your heart. <laughs> also, I'm just going to say hi. It's a fucking lame intro or like way to start hi just hi mm. was there oh, an emoji yeah, yeah. Mm. that's so lame like yeah. come on like at least yeah. go read their profile like mm-hmm. comments like be mm. that's how you again that's probably i mean that not to flag. not to turn it on you but that <laughs> probably would have been a red flag that this guy is probably mm. like not you know because just the high mm. like that is the most minimum mm. like bare effort like mm. raise the bar raise mm. the bar um <laughs> and i get yeah. it because sometimes <laughs> you'd be excited when you make that transition from the dating apps to to the phone but you got a little bit because <laughs> it is momentous when it's like oh shit we're getting off the apps but yeah i don't know fuck that guy man but yeah sorry to yeah. hear it and just keep fighting the good fight it's a cold world out there figuratively and literally mm. yeah honestly dating in london like i mean yeah you literally said this but, mm. but like dating in london is literally the ghetto mm. and like i have this kind of beef with like uk twitter because i feel like they are in spiritual bondage we're just talking about relationships like <laughs> that is all anyone ever fucking talks about mm. every single fucking day mm. um and now like have you heard of this new app clubhouse um, <laughs> yeah i'm just video? like Mm-mm, that yeah. that looks way too toxic yeah. for me i i've mm. been i've like listened on a few conversations but i haven't really it's not really my vibe is but, it like a house party or what um y- it's a little bit of a blend of like so basically yeah you have these like rooms yeah it's kind of like house party but like with no video so you just have like an icon and then you have people i believe who are like the main speakers and you have people who just like can listen in the back and stuff um but yeah even there like it's just every day like you know who's pays on the first date and (laughs) (laughs) who sits in the front seat his mom or you like you know that's I mean, okay, I'm not going to say that. There's, there's also a lot of interesting discussion okay. and stuff like that. I think Tutu's had one um, the other day. Mm. So there's a lot of interesting stuff on there. But yeah, just the UK and just the constant um, black black UK and mm. the constant relationship talk. It just... And you know, that's kind of one thing I love about um, like kind of quote-unquote Fiat 500 and like white folks <laughs> on Twitter is mm. they literally will be like slagging off their boyfriend Mark one day like he fucking slept with my best friend like mm. fuck him and, and Paige like mm. skets um, and then like a week later they're like yeah I just met Derek and like, it's going really well and you know we're moving in next month and they're just so simple and they can just <laughs> they can go from one person to the end it's just like mm. I love it but um yeah oh sorry this is just slightly related but I saw um I didn't actually read the story. I just saw the headline. But mm. apparently, um, Jeezy 
and Jeannie Mai. Mm. Um, apparently, they prolo- he wanted to prolong their engagement to Ooh. um twenty twenty four. I think. What? I think it's gonna be like a five year thing. Something oh, like that. Oh my days! And that just killed me because she's like <laughs> she's been upgraded. She's like, um someone like retweeted it with um. You know that video from... It's like a, a clip from this show back in the 90s or whatever. Mm. It's just like, you in the hood now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like, true. listen, professional girlfriend. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't know what the point of this was. But, um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, mm. Good luck. Um, don't give up. Um, mm. There are some nice ones, I guess. Um, and, yeah, Hinge is, like, I'd say you're on one of the better apps. So... Mm. Keep on, keep on swiping, sis. Mm. You'll be all right. And like you said about the whole, like, how we can just be so focused on relationships. Like, it, as, obviously, it's very difficult to do in practice. But, and I'm, I, no, I do believe that. I'd like to believe that. I mean, the way you, you seem to be quite ambitious in, like, what you want. And so I'm sure that you've got so much more going for you rather, like, than mm. just your love life. And I think that's, that's the way, that's the approach to have to just, like, see, like, you know, look, yeah it would be enjoyable to have like a significant other whatever blah 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 but like regardless what i do in my life like until i find that person like that is going to be fun that's going to be fulfilling and just sort of focusing on that as well and like let let um looking for guys be your side hustle kind of thing like do not and it's very easy to allow it to take over your life but just see it as a side hustle and uh yeah like in time you know they always say like it comes when you're not really looking Thanks. for it i hate when people say that but low-key <laughs> sometimes kinda, yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. Mm. but sometimes it's happened because i've actively made moves <laughs> <laughs> to make it happen it's true, um, it's true. but yeah no it's mm. true you'll be all right but um yeah love th- to you maya thank you for that letter mm. um Yep, but folks, please, uh, deardownlow at gmail.com mm-hmm. if you have similar, or not similar, any sort of queries and stuff. Mm. Um, if you have fun dating uh, app stories, um, I get a kick out of those. So, oh, um, yes, please. Please do write in. Um, mm, share, share, share. Yep. So that was us on Dear Downlow. Mm-hmm. So we shall now move to The Damn Lies, which is our politics segment. Um, so I wanted to cover, I think on my part, I wanted to just go over two quick things. Mm. Um, and I think you wanted to talk about something as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, France. Okay. So there have been recent, uh, protests, um, and demonstrations against this new security bill that's been proposed by the French legislature. Um, and it's basically that uh, there are a lot of issues in it, but one of the main kind of contentious issues is this Article 24, which makes it a criminal offense to publish images of on-duty police officers with the intent of harming their quote-unquote physical or psychological integrity. And it says offenders could face up to a year in prison and be fined 45,000 euros. Um, so just off the bat, this is... Mm no (laughs) screams Mm. unconstitutional Mm. and just against you know human rights freedom of the press um let alone a whole bunch of other um articles in the uh echr but um this kind of it's become even more inflamed because i remember there was an event uh near the end of november sorry yeah so officers yeah police officers were caught on camera beating up a black music producer 
um, and the footage was uploaded to the internet and viewed millions of times, mm-hmm. um, provoking a national scandal. Um, also, there was criticism of the French police because of their heavy-handed clearing up of a yeah in a, of a migrant camp in central Paris um, that was incredibly violent and they incredibly disproportionate in how they handled that. Mm. They've also been, I mean. France has a massive issue, <laughs> as do most Western countries or yeah. just most countries in general with police brutality. Mm. And as per disproportionately black and people of ethnic minorities, um, especially like Asian folks as well, mm. are targeted and uh, disproportionate force is used against them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this new bill um, is basically saying like, you know, you can't film police when they're moving mad. Mm. Um they have since, because there have been crazy amount of critics, obviously the French, you know the French, they love to protest, so yeah, they've they been <laughs> they've been in the streets over it, but also like Amnesty International, like the UN, the EU, loads of different bodies have been like, this is not good, you need to sort this out. Um, and as of recently, they've had French activists um, saying that this proposed law will deprive them of um, a potent weapon against abuse. Um, threatening their efforts to document possible cases of police brutality, especially in impoverished immigrant neighborhoods, which, of course, also there've been the argument that obviously it undermines freedom of the press, the freedom to inform and be informed, um, and the freedom of expression. Uh, so since then, I believe they said that they were going to rewrite the controversial clause and mm. yeah, basically reject things a bit um, and change up the wording and whatever, but the kind of essence of the law is still going to go forth and i believe it's i think it's gone through the um the lower house and it's being discussed in the senate at the moment um i'm I'm pretty sure uh but yeah basically it's just super yeah no it's fucked Mm. (laughs) like Mm. yeah it's it's making it a criminal offense to hold Mm. the police accountable Mm. under the guise of oh it might put them in you know put them at risk if you put their faces up or yada 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 when Mm. like really like like I mean, if you're going to play devil's advocate, I kind of understand if maybe there was a situation where, uh, I don't know, something might have been a bit more nuanced or whatever. And then someone, a police officer's face gets blasted out there and they get targeted. But most of the time, these people are fucking beating the shit out of people Mm. and Mm. doing shit they're not supposed to do. So they should be um, held to account, in my opinion. The police are publicly funded, like they're a public body. Mm -hmm. They should be um, held responsible for... um, how they act Mm. um there's also another clause uh article 22 which authorizes the use of drones to survey the public so um among many other elements of the proposed legislation that could limit human rights is article 22 authorizing the use of surveillance drones in the name of security and the fight against terrorism which allows extended surveillance particularly of demonstrators this has serious implications for the right to privacy the freedom to gather peacefully and freedom freedom of expression sorry in the country Mm. Um, on Article 24, um, a UN report um, said uh, video images of police abuses captured by the public play an in- essential role in overseeing of public institutions, which is fundamental in a country that respects the rule of law. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much the gist of it. And it's just like, it's so hypocritical, isn't it? That they're in one breath they're saying, you know, about surveillance and how it's important to like, you know, that they have their right to like remain anonymous or whatever, or they don't have their right to have their, you know, be just monitored in that way. And at the same time, they are rolling out their own, you know, mass surveillance of people. And it's just ridiculous. (laughs) Like, plus if you ain't doing anything wrong, like 
like if you are doing your job correctly, then there's nothing to hide. And you like, should like it because you'd be like, this proves that exactly, I was doing what I was absolutely, supposed to do. Absolutely. And we have seen, you know, time and time again, um, how important um, like civilian like recordings of interaction with the police have yeah. been because we know that the justice system will always side with the police and they will always take their word for it. And it's just ridiculous because, like, literally, what did this was this passed literally after like they had beaten up some like black guy? It was literally in the midst of it. They were like, "There we go," and everything. And yeah. it's like, like clearly, we can see that what you're doing is not in the best interests of the people. It's what's in the best interests of your forces who are already incredibly protected. Like, mm. we are recording you not to then put you on blast and you know it's about actually protecting ourselves and the fact that we have to do that actually just speaks to what your justice system is like giving us Mm -hmm. so um yeah man fuck that yeah Um, yeah (laughs) i mean yeah france stays moving mad Mm. but um yeah literally what you said it's just Mm. it it screams as i said it screams unconstitutional Mm. and logically it, it just doesn't you can't in the same breath say mm. you know we are you know a democracy and you know mm. blah, 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 and mm. yada yada and you know the french have this whole thing of like egalite you know we're all equal and exactly. everyone's treated equally you mm-hmm. know race isn't a thing we're all french yada 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 mm. and especially if you look at it from like the racial angle the fact that people from like um like pe- muslim people um black asian like minority communities are over policed and dealt with way worse by the police mm. and oftentimes these uh incidents that are documented are showing said abuse so again it's just it's very interesting um and yeah um fuck france for that mm. uh the other thing i just wanted to talk about briefly was shamima begum <laughs> um <laughs> uh so the supreme court um i've been keeping up with this but i haven't seen any updates as of recent but um over the past week they were hearing um uh arguments and uh deciding on whether she had the right to return to the uk to challenge um the deprivation of her british citizenship Mm. so just for context it was i believe it was last year i think february 2019 um sajid javid uh revoked her british citizenship um shamima begum obviously um one of the Bethnal Green girls um, mm. in 2015 left to um, Syria to join ISIS. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, you know, she's on camera and stuff. Like her baby's very ill. I think her baby's dead now. Um, mm. But basically saying, you know, this ISIS shit, not really about it anymore. Like mm. I want to come back. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> she's just, you know what? She's so, I mean, obviously this is a serious topic, but just the mm. way she is, like in the videos that she's just so East London. Mm. And just, <laughs> That's it. And it doesn't help her, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so mm. yeah, so they're still seeing, because um, the council um, on behalf of Shamima are saying in order for her to stand a fair trial, she needs to be here and everything. And then uh, on the side of um, the government and security services and stuff, and they're saying she poses a, a national security risk. And so she shouldn't be allowed to come back for the trial. Mm. And then obviously generally they have also revoked her citizenship and want that to stay. Mm. Um, when they did that, uh, old Savid um, said <laughs> that because her mom um, or her parents are Bangladeshi, that, you know, she um, could have, you know, full on Bangladeshi citizenship. Mm. 
so uh, the claim to Bangladeshi nationality is through her mother, mm. um, which is believed to have informed the Home Office decision. Problem is, she's never been to Bangladesh. She's never tried to seek Bangladeshi citizenship. Like, she's British. She was born and bred in mm. the UK. Um, the uh, Bangladeshi foreign minister, um, Abdul um, Momin, um, mm. said that literally Miss Begum has nothing to do with this country. Mm. Uh, and yeah, obviously they, they, they did this because under international law, it's illegal to strip someone of, a nationality, of their nationality as to leave them stateless. British law allows the UK to strip terror suspects abroad of their citizenship if they are a dual national or able to obtain citizenship of another country. Mm. So I guess their case would be trying to prove that you know she can claim bangladeshi nationality but again like she's never been there before like she's she's british and like she's our responsibility and mm. they've done this before um mm. there was jack let's uh jihadi jack back in i think that was also 2019 or a few years ago um white guy who also you know tries to join isis his dad is canadian again he is from the uk but they stripped him of his uk nationality and said you know he's canada's problem um so yeah that's that's the gist of things the 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 issue is that we actually need to i think what was kind of missing from the conversation or wasn't sort of highlighted enough or taken into account was that this was a failing on our part Mm. that she had got to this state um she was known to the police um but they and i think they actually interviewed her but they refused, like they, um, they failed to actually inform the parents of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so all of this was happening and the family was not involved. And so this was a failing on her part. Like she was uh, on um, our part, like she was a young girl who was groomed mm-hmm. um, to join this terrorist organization mm-hmm. and we failed her. And so really it kind of was our duty to sort of repatriate her. Mm. And um, I feel like we, because we failed her and because there were so many things that happened on our side within education, within the police, that left her vulnerable and we didn't act upon it in a timely manner, mm. it resulted in her making that poor choice. For me, it was just like, hang on a second, you can't just render someone stateless like mm. just because you're not happy with the decision they've made. Mm. And if you believe that she's made a crime, then that's fine. Then you can try her, her back and, here bring and her back her and her as a UK her. citizen. But, like, no know, one's saying she should be brought back no. to like, <laughs> frolic mm. the streets of Bethnal mm. Green again. But mm. like, we have a responsibility mm. to try her because she's our mm. citizen. She's our responsibility. It was our system that failed her. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just going to just make a point mm. on that. Like, I... Like obviously, I mean, like I've studied, I feel like every episode I'm talking about something <laughs> that I've studied. I'm a learned individual, I've studied all of things, but I have studied like terrorism quite in depth and stuff. Mm. And there are, as with many things, there's like more liberal perspectives and there's more conservative perspectives. So mm. with um, like pathways to terrorism and stuff, the more conservative perspective is that, um, like in general conservative, they see the individual and they see this whole thing, you know, individual responsibility and, you know, if you decide to join a terrorist organization or commit an act of terrorism, that is on you and you should be, um, yeah, like it, it, it's on you. Um, mm. And, you know, it's a fucked up decision you made and you should be punished in accordance for that. Whereas on the more liberal side of things, they tend to look at like social factors and like, you know, how do they get to that stage and things like, especially if you consider like jihadi violence mm. in terms of in the West. So there's like a lot of um, South Asian um diasporans who you know were born and raised in their western homes but they feel really disconnected from their culture 
at the same time not feeling quite at home in their countries of residence and they kind of feel like they're in this limbo and so there are issues of like if there's a charismatic leader that they might latch on to who makes them feel like oh like you know this has given me this new purpose whether that be islam or mm. obviously there's other sorts of terrorism like right-wing extremism etc etc mm. um so yeah liberals will kind of look at what led them to that point and kind of like what were the surrounding factors and not just look at it as like an isolated case mm. so obviously in shamima's case like yeah she was young um she was groomed um obviously again like it doesn't <laughs> take away the fact that she tried to join mm-hmm. isis and like no one mm. is um saying that obviously isn't a thing mm-hmm. um i think also in her case like it doesn't she, she doesn't really help herself in the fact that she's not no. repentant no. and like her thing is literally like she still kind of supports the cause but she's just like basically <laughs> isis fell off and like i'm not enjoying life here mm. and like obviously like her husband was in prison like she married this dutch dutch um national who converted and mm-hmm. went to syria mm. her baby died she's like you know i'm not about this like, i want to come home mm. but she doesn't seem repentant she's not a very likable character obviously no. she's a brown woman mm-hmm. like there's a lot of factors that are kind of going mm. against her in that respect so mm. i think that makes it harder mm. in the court of public opinion for people to be like yeah bring her back mm-hmm. but at the same time again britain a country that claims to uphold rule of law etc etc we have a responsibility to bring her back and Mm. try her here Mm. she's not bangladesh's problem she's never fucking been there Mm. like it's a cop out likewise with jack letts um and kind of just the point in terms of you know people who are for this Mm -hmm. um the stripping of nationality it i dislike slippery slope arguments sometimes because they can be a bit you know but it is a bit of a slippery slope because what they're basically saying is that some people's Britishness is less important than other people's. And so if you don't have two parents who are both born and bred mm-hmm. in the UK, like mm. white British, mm-hmm. and have maybe a nationality in another country, if you do something that they consider is horrible enough an offence that they can strip your nationality from you. Mm. And so obviously in my case, I, I was born in London, I was raised in London but my parents are gone in. Mm. If, you know, I move mad and do something, mm. they can then say, you mm. know, she's Ghana's problem. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, yeah. it becomes right. racialized. So obviously there mm-hmm. are more people from, I mean, Jack Letts was white and mm-hmm. yeah, his dad was Canadian, but obviously there's going to be more people from mm. black, Asian, minority mm. backgrounds who mm. this would affect. And so mm-hmm. I want people to keep that in mind. Mm. But obviously like it's a, it, it's, it's a delicate topic because it's mm. in terms of national security, Mm-hmm. And that sense of like vengeance and obviously ISIS are terrible. And mm-hmm. I understand that kind of feeling of like, no, fuck you. Like, why do we have any sort of responsibility to you? But mm-hmm. if we're looking at the law and <laughs> what is correct morally, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, this is a, a poor decision on the part of the Home Office and what they're trying to continue to mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, just very quickly, because um, this is actually a very, another delicate issue. Um, And actually, I just don't think we have the time to actually really (laughs) like tackle this because it is, you know, massive, but we do have to mention it. Um, The landmark High Court ruling that has basically ruled that um, the Gender Identity Development Service for Children and Adolescents, they are not able to issue puberty-blocking medication to trans children. And if trans children want to seek this treatment, they will first need to go to the courts. And, um, you know, there were lots of things that were brought up in this sort of review, uh, things about how 
you know, there weren't enough studies into sort of um, why there was a, or enough research into why there was, why a high number of what they refer to as girls being referred to the clinic for treatment for gender dysphoria, mm-hmm. um, and how that was disproportionate to boys being referred and also um, higher levels of them having autism spectrum disorder um, and have the, basically there wasn't enough research into that. And, um, you know, I think there are some sort of valid questions that are being sort of posed towards the organisation. However, to me, if there is need for reform within that organisation, I do not see how bringing the courts into the process Mm. will necessarily reduce suffering. Mm. Um, You know, it's very unfortunate that this person who sort of brought the case um, to the courts, you know, they went about their journey and for them, they felt that they weren't supported properly in making the right decision. Mm. Um, and obviously that's unfortunate for them. Um, but to then say because of this one, and who knows, maybe there are more cases of it, but I, it seems to be the minority because of this minority. Now, in order to access that treatment, you have to go through the courts. Mm. And to me, it's I'm, I'm wondering why do we think that the courts will be more qualified to make the decision mm. about how to treat someone with these um, who feel this way mm. than psychologists, mm. um, than doctors. Um, it, to me, it seems a strange move. Um, I'm not sure what perspective a judge would have that would be, yeah. you know, more beneficial to the situation. Um, if you feel that this team of psychologists that are working there are not doing the best they can for these children who are coming there, then surely we can be bringing in different psychologists or, you know, referring to other psychologists having sort of more interdisciplinary kind of approach or holistic approach, but to actually just, you know, push that decision to the courts for one, it just elongates the process. Like it also makes it just seem a lot more arduous That's literally um, my thought. It's just long it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just long. It's long. For, it's long for people. And expensive. <laughs> and expensive. And um, yeah, like everyone knows, once you involve the courts, there's just yeah, it just makes everything longer. Um, it makes it scarier, and um, you know, a, a lot of people are you know really unhappy with the decision, and they believe that you know there will be a lot more suffering because of this. Mm. So um, while I may not know enough about the the organization to say that they were that they were best supporting all of their um, patients, I'm not sure taking it to the courts is the way to sort of move forward and reform and to continue to, you know, ensure that they're providing the best service. Um, To me, just adding all of this, you know, red tape. Yeah. I'm not sure how helpful that's going to be for the trans community in general. Yeah, Mm. it's sensitive it's a it's a tricky one mm. i i agree with you in terms mm. of bringing the courts into it i i don't know if that's the right way to go about this mm. but obviously looking at it from the other perspective i understand um the concerns mm. people might have especially because you know mm. they're young mm-hmm. and everything like that but like obviously having like i'm like i'm not trans but mm-hmm. having listening to um people who are trans and them talking about their experiences like growing up and like as a teenager as a kid like 
it really takes a toll on your <laughs> on mm. your mental health and mm. stuff and just like I can't even imagine but like just feeling that things are just wrong it's just off and you're mm. not in the body you're supposed to be mm. that is a lot of mental turmoil um mm. for a kid to go through mm. let alone all the other things that come with puberty and you know growing up and everything mm. um in terms of you know medication I understand the hesitation and I don't know I'm I'm back and forth but I'm kind of the belief that they should be adults so i think like 18 before um or 16 maybe 16 to be fair but, um but this is the thing that they actually um because this is what people were sort of taking issue with the situation mm. was that um this person who sort of brought um the case against them yes they were given the puberty blocking drugs mm. but by the time they made the decision to sort of medically transition mm. they were an adult and mm. so, you know, puberty for many trans people actually going through that, that process for most people anyway, it's a traumatic process. Yeah. So it's very stressful. But for trans people it can be incredibly traumatic. And um really I think generally they're accessing these puberty blocking um treatments. Maybe well, it depends. I think now it's mainly saying that under sixteen they're not able to access it. But for a lot of trans people what it offers is just breathing space yeah before they are old enough to then make that decision yeah and even then there's still like years of you know psychological evaluations that they have to do Mm. and um you know they have to like live a set amount of years as a trans person before um yeah you know transitioning so there are measures in place to you know protect trans people and give them the breathing space they have to sort of come into their gender identity and to just live that out yeah, yeah I hear this, that. Yeah, I think so, I misspoke. Sorry, I was thinking more of like hormones mm, and stuff um, mm, as opposed to the actual puberty blockers. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I hear that. Mm. Um, makes sense. And I think I mean I skimmed over this, but I think like once you stop taking them, like things just go back yeah. to normal. So if they yeah. decided for whatever reason, yeah, no, that's the idea. they mm-hmm. could just yeah, okay, yeah, mm. that's fair enough. Mm. So um, yeah, um, you know, some people see this sort as like a like uh you know a day of like oh yes we have secured rights and i'm like for who like cisgender people (laughs) like who is this a good day for Mm. you know um like and i get it that you know as sometimes people can have because even you know me as a obviously i i'm not trans but even me as a as a young person when i realized that i was more feminine than other guys I was like, oh, maybe I should be a girl. Like, that's actually quite a common, you know, feeling mm. for people who are sort of like um, gender typical, or whatever, that they feel that, oh, maybe I should be the opposite gender. And so in that time, I guess you could argue that you are maybe, there could be confusion about what you think it means to be um, a boy or to be a yeah. girl and whether you can actually express yourself in a way that makes you feel comfortable still within yeah. that category of yeah. male and female. Likewise, yeah. when I was growing up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so I understand that there could potentially be that confusion there. But... Um, That's like the next step. Like, I don't feel like someone right. who wasn't sure, or at least for the most part sure, would want to, yeah, get on these mm. get on these drugs. Mm. Um, so, and yeah, I think, actually, now you, the way you describe it, it seems like a kind of happy medium. Because, yeah, it is that kind of... Yeah, breathing space, like you said before, mm. any sort of serious like hormonal mm. therapy or like further like surgical mm. transition. And mm. like if they don't want to, they can just stop. Um yeah, I just I don't know, it's 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 hard, especially considering I'm pretty sure the majority of people 
kind of litigating on this and like putting in these policies are cis people absolutely so in terms of them understanding and coming from a kind of mm-hmm. empathic perspective is yeah yeah you know exactly and like there I, I think even some of the headlines is like saying about you know it a victory for common sense but like common sense is like so like it's like socially constructed really and like just the things that you believe are like common sense like yeah but that's defined and shaped by your own experience so it makes perfect sense to you as a cisgender person to somebody who doesn't share that experience it's a completely different Mm. perspective they have and so what makes common sense to them is very different to what is to you and so to involve a judge who is probably going to be cisgender rather than even you know a psychologist who probably is cisgender as well themselves but may have just an understanding mm. of you know gender dysmorphia and all of the things that come with that i feel like that would be to me <laughs> that is the common sense route to involve more professionals not mm. to involve people from a different profession yeah. to sort of re- preside over something that actually they're just going to have to apply their sort of generalized knowledge to to me it seems like a step backwards yeah Mm. i agree well uh Mm. so yeah that is us on the damn lies so we're now gonna go to our final segment Mm -hmm. um sound off um do you want to go first or should i go first uh i'll go first okay um so uh first thing i want to sound off about is i don't know if you saw the furore that um surrounded the film cuties on netflix oh gosh yeah that was a while ago that was a while ago and i was just bored on my laptop and i saw it i was like oh yeah i remember this film like people were really pissed about this film Mm. so let me watch it and like basically the the main thing that people were pissed about was that when the trailer was released they saw like these sort of prepubescent girls dancing around in what they deemed was a highly sexualized manner. And they saw that and thought that it was glamorizing the sort of over-sexualization of our, yeah. our little girls. Yeah. And that was what everybody was really pissed about. And they were like, you know, petitions to remove Netflix, um, remove <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> to remove <laughs> the film from Netflix. And, um, for me, I saw the trailer and I thought, this looks like an interesting movie. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Because a lot of you, I'm sorry, you saw that trailer and you came with a very basic um, just view of it. Um, I knew exactly what the film was going to be when I saw that trailer. But I went to go and watch the film. Half of you were never even going to watch that film, but you got pissed when you saw the trailer. Especially because maybe it was called QEs and you thought that that was also saying, oh, look at these girls, they're so cute. That wasn't even the premise of it. I watched the film, not to give too much away, but the girls, they just called themselves the cuties. And it was actually a film about the dangers of over-sexualizing children. And it actually showed like the folly Mm. of how children try to like, you know, um, embody these sort of sexualized adults Mm. and how actually this it actually can sort of lead to problems for them and that while they're still trying to explore themselves and explore their sexuality sometimes taking these role models and trying to emulate them actually you can see how um damaging it can be for them and actually that what the film was actually critiquing the fact that girls 
they consume so much media that is aimed towards them, yet clearly is of an adult nature. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the movie was the movie was basically just like a warning and just showing like, you know, oh, careful, like, you know, of course you are growing into a woman and you are learning about your sexuality and your gender expression, but these are the issues that can come with it. You need like, you need to be careful of the things that you're watching, the sort of, um, basically the movie, what it was doing for me anyway, I felt actually it was very realistic. We do have young girls out there who are um, over-sexualized by the world that we live in. And for me, yeah, it was uncomfortable viewing at times, but I think that was the point. The point was that this was a reality that we have in our society. And while girls are trying to sort of come into themselves, they are also vulnerable to different things. And that's what this movie did. It explored that. And so it just pissed me off because I was like, actually, this film is really misunderstood. Um, Yeah, it was uncomfortable viewing, but that was the point. So I would actually implore you, go and watch Cuties. You are going to cringe, but you're also going to laugh. I feel like a lot of girls actually see themselves in that film and be like, you know what? Yeah, I remember that. Like thinking I was old and like, you know, blah, 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 blah. But actually, I didn't know what I was doing. And I can actually see how I maybe made like some decisions that like looking back old, I'm like, oh, actually, I maybe I had some knowledge of things that actually I wasn't mature enough to Mm. deal with and know how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the film explored. So it was a very misunderstood film. I think go watch it. And you'll actually see that it wasn't as deep as people thought it was. Mm. It definitely was not glamorizing uh, like over-sexualization of young girls because actually it ended up being pretty peak for all of the girls involved <laughs> really? who were part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, they went to this dance competition and they won because they were like, you know, doing all of these raunchy dance moves. It was like almost all of the problems they had in that film was because of how over-sexualized they were. So yeah, it was like a warning in some ways. And, you know, some people may say that they, you know, some who want to take maybe a feminist slot may say like, you know, that also in itself is, you know, we need to have a conversation about that. But yeah, um, go watch Cuties and then make your comments about it. I thought it was an all right movie. And then finally, I just want to quickly shout out, um, I finally finished Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo. And yeah, it was a great book, uh, really funny. Um, and I think it just really, uh, like it definitely, like thinking back on it now, they did kind of do my girl day because they should have just <laughs> given her the idea award. Yeah. yeah, because like, as well, like this woman, like I think she's in her 60s, like she's an established woman. She wrote a book that really captured the zeitgeist of 2019 about, you know, just women's issues and how, you know, black women can be at the center of a story and the story can still be meaningful. And just representing like women in like their sort of broadest sense, you know, and there was just a wide range of characters that sort of represented modern Britain, you know, um, even though they weren't all white, shockingly enough, you know, <laughs> and that you can still, what? yeah, and that you could, and it just, you know, I feel like it was really funny because like the book was like sort of, you know consciously like woke but like made fun of itself for being woke Mm. and usually like it did it through like having this like sort of insufferable woke character who's like just spouting all this stuff and it's like okay calm down kind of thing so um yeah i really really enjoyed that book yeah yeah i said that your way as well (laughs) i've seen it yeah like loads of i've heard loads of good things i don't Mm. know why i haven't gone around to it Mm. so yeah um shout out to her 
But yeah, that's me. Um, no sexual health stories this week. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. So yeah, I'll hand Obviously. it over to you, as. Uh, okay. Um, so uh, sorry, I was just pulling up um, one of these tweets, and mm. I just, <laughs> just quick throw back to the whole gravity thing. I saw someone say, um, "Nicki Minaj could do skinny love, but Bonnie Vare could never do did it on him." <laughs> it's true. Listen, put some respect to my girl's name. Um, okay, so I've got three things. Um, Semi quick. Um, mm. First of all, uh, Uno, fuck you lot. <laughs> you don't know how to play your game. I'm tired of the people on the Uno Twitter account just making an ass out of themselves. Mm. First, okay, they've been pissing me off for a while. But first they were chatting shit about, oh, like, if you stack plus twos, like, that's not how it went. Like, fuck, no, <laughs> no. Then they're like, oh, you can't stack a, a, a plus four on a plus... No, mm. wrong. Mm. Um, but the most recent... Um, uh, in in fr- infraction infraction the most recent infraction um was and this is how i knew they were they were someone operating the account is not not with it while calling uno out when you play your last card is a popular house rule it is not required uno has spoken what so no no. your game is called uno the whole point is when Mm. you have your last card you call uno so Fuck you lot for that. Mm. Um, Market employee has yeah, to be. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. As someone said, like, Uno doesn't own Uno anymore. The black community <laughs> owns Uno. Like, you lot don't even know the rules to your own game. Like, it's ours now. Um, and you're not, sorry, just a side thing. That's something mm. I love. Like, I only discovered Uno, like, last year when I was mm. traveling. And I kind of felt a bit like, because I fucking love that game so much. Like, <laughs> I have a pack of cards just always on me. It's just, I know, it's ridiculous. But it's, funny enough, it's like a fun little, like, icebreaker. And sometimes mm. even... I hate mm. to say it sometimes on dates. Like <laughs> it's just a fun little, you, love you know. Uno I love a game of Uno. Listen, I'm I'm fun. Mm. Um, but I was so happy to see that it's kind of a universal black thing that just niggas love Uno, mm. especially in the states. So, you know, that's great. Mm. Um, second thing, um, Carl Rittenhouse and his mother can go suck their mums. <laughs> um, I guess yeah, they it's just a chain of <laughs> sucking. Um, <laughs> I, okay, do you know who Carl Rittenhouse is? Mm-mm. So he's basically, he's a 17-year-old dude um, who uh, went to the protests in Kenosha after the Jacob Blake um, event and basically mm. shot at protesters. Um, this is a white man. Mm. Shot at protesters, wounded one, and killed two. Mm. So just, you know, mm. this man is a murderer. Mm-hmm. He went to this protest and intentionally shot at protesters and mm. killed two people. Mm-hmm. His mother decided to go on Tucker Carlson and call out Joe Biden because um, Joe Biden basically, this was like before the election, like ran this campaign. Mm. Um, they, in terms of the backdrop, I think it was at the debate where um, Chris Wallace asked Trump to denounce white supremacists and Trump was just waffling and like, you know, um, Proud Boys stand down, whatever. Mm. And then, so they had that as a background audio and then they had pictures from like um, Charlottesville and just all the kind of, white supremacist rallies mm-hmm. and just shit that's happened in america um while trump has been in office and then among one of those was a picture of carl rittenhouse there's kind of a signature picture of him like holding that gun with no. like his fucking backwards baseball cap pillsbury doughboy motherfucker um <laughs> so she goes on so yeah biden ran this ad and was mm. like you know saying you know um no to white supremacy so she came on tucker carlson tucker carlson also fucking prick hit mm. him um she said how dare he biden do that to my son that's my son he did that to, and I'm not going to back down from him. And Kyle um, is not a white supremacist. He's not a racist. 
he's my son and i know him and he's none of what joe biden said so fuck you for that um so like we don't have time for it but they're like there are loads of reasons why this whole kyle story just really 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 irked me but like this dude he's from illinois i believe um kenosha's in wisconsin so he crossed (laughs) state lines to be a dickhead um he uh <clears throat> uh there were like pictures i remember of him like cleaning up the graffiti or something or like the vandalism and just very like even when white men kill people they're still framed as these like <laughs> mm. golden boys and all oh, you know you mm. just you know you just you do things sometimes mm. and yada 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 like okay um again like we, we don't have time but fuck him and fuck his mom for that <laughs> uh final thing um mm. the happier season um I have a lot of thoughts about that movie. You haven't watched it, have you? No, I was supposed to. <laughs> no, it's okay. Damn it. It's okay. I didn't anticipate you would. Um, I mean, I, I actually was it. going to. Yeah, check it out. Mm. Um, so okay. In that case, in terms of spoilers, how much should I? You know what? It's, it's fine. I'm still you. gonna what? No, you, 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 like sound off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back. <laughs> okay. Um. Um. So yeah, basically the happiest season. So um, before it came out, you know, it's got Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis, I believe. Um, she's the girl in um San Junipero, um, that episode of Black Mirror that yeah. I fucking love that episode so much. Mm. And she also plays a lesbian in that. But um, mm. yeah, it was supposed to be this like queer Christmas film. Everyone was excited. I mean, I looked at it; it looked very white. But I was like, you know what? <laughs> I was raised on a diet of white gays. Like, you know, it's a little throwback. Like, <laughs> obviously, we're all for the diversity these days. But you know, sometimes like, I can. I can yeah. rock with some white lesbians. Yeah. Like, it's okay. So um, this film came out. I was like, and then I saw mixed reception, um, but mostly kind of negative um, from um, the girl gaze. Uh, mm. And so I was like, okay, let me see what's up. Um, fuck you lot. I, <laughs> I hate that movie. I hate. Oh. oh okay. So mm. again, like spoilers, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the whole premise is uh, Kristen Stewart is in a relationship with Mackenzie Davis. Um that's Kristen Stewart's character called Abby and Harper. Yeah. Mm. So they're in a relationship. I think they've been together for maybe like a year and a bit or something. They live with each other, like whatever. Um, so it's Christmas time. Um, Kristen Stewart's character, Abby, she's kind of very adamant. Like she doesn't like Christmas. Her parents passed away. And since then she's just been not on it. Whereas um, Harper, like, you know, always goes back like with her family and yada yada. And she's like, oh, you know, we've got to get you in the spirit. And so she invites Abby to come to her family home for Christmas. Mm. And Abby, as I said before, doesn't like Christmas, is reluctant, whatever. But she's like, okay, cool. And then she starts being like, oh, you know, I'm actually starting to look forward to things and yada, yada, yada. Um, so they, she agrees and they head off. While on the way there, Harper then tells Abby, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not out to my parents um, and they don't know about us. So could you maybe just kind of go back to the closet for like a few days and you know i'll tell them after christmas but you know just until then let's keep the peace which already Mm. trash Mm. like and i'll come back to this because like why did you invite her then (laughs) why did you invite her but like Mm. obviously there's nuance and like i will come back to it but first Mm. of all trash for not giving her that heads up um so Mm. they go there like her family are this ultra like waspy Mm -hmm. family just like pretty like traditionally conservative um very much like golden family like perfect quote-unquote perfect thing they've got Mm -hmm. this like family instagram thing the dad is running for um political office and everything so they're big on image and you know so there's three girls um harper's older sister is like she's kind of the disappointment now because she like married this dude she's married to this black guy got these creepy biracial twins who (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's nothing to do with them being like they're just weird kids uh (laughs) 
evil kids. Right. Um, and yeah, she went off and did some sort of like basket company or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the younger one, I think, I think she might be on the spectrum, but it's just a bit different. Mm-hmm. And honestly, she's my favorite character, Jane. Love her. <laughs> so they go back. The family sucks. Um, and everything. Um, so they're basically pretending that um, they're flatmates or whatever and like best friends. Mm. Um, and yeah, during the course of the movie, like she just keeps leaving um, Abby alone and whatever. Like, and that's that's another thing. Like, even if they were friends, it's just a shitty way to be as a friend. Like, mm. if I brought my friend back from uh, to my family's house for the holidays, mm-hmm. I would make sure to like make them feel included. Like, mm-hmm. not just leave them at every opportunity and everything. Um, they kept making fucking jokes about, um, not making jokes, but her parents kept bringing up like the fact that Abby's parents were dead and calling her an orphan. It was just very oh uncomfortable. So she firmed all of that, firmed all of these L's. Was it a rom-com or It what? was, yeah. It's supposed to be a rom-com. Right, okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's yada, yada, yada. Yeah, she was being a shit friend. Um, okay. So also during the movie, um, Aubrey Plaza, who I've now decided my new, my new, I fucking love her. She's <laughs> beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, and her role in this is just, she plays this character called Riley, who is Harper's ex-girlfriend. And Harper also, like, hid that they were together. It was when they were in high school, I think. And basically, like, they got caught. And then Harper threw her under the bus and said she was a lesbian. Mm. And, like, was trying to move to her. And she was, like, not about it and everything. And mm. now everyone hates Riley. Or, like, mm. her parents do and everything. And Riley's this, like, you know, out. Um, I think she's a doctor. She's, like, out lesbian. You know, really cool. And her and Abby just um really, really hit it off. Her and Case do. Like, they have such chemistry. Way mm. more chemistry than... Um, Abby and Harper mm. and she takes her to a gay bar like they seem they have so much fun mm. <laughs> and like she, we just see like all the things that she can have with this like cool partner who doesn't right. fucking hide your way and everything yeah. so anyway um, after all of that uh, she gets outed um, the shitty sister outs them and everything um, and then um, Case 2 is like I'm out like <laughs> I've had enough of this shit mm. and then after all of this sorry um, after all of this mm. They end up getting back together mm. because, and I fucking hate that they did this as well. Dan Levy's character kind of guilts her and is like, obviously, you know, like your parents were really accepting. Not everyone has that. Everyone has like a different journey, yada, yada, yada. And while I understood, I was still like, no, mm. like it doesn't mean that she should be in this situation mm. with this person who, mm. as I said, even if she was supposed to be your friend, she was being a shitty friend. Mm. Um, so yeah, the main thing is they got back together. I fucking hate it so much. And they, I don't know what they thought they were trying to do by this kind of like oh you know happy like it it came together in the end and Mm. even though this person has been like not a good partner at all they're like you know everyone's journey is different and you know but we're back together and etc etc and Mm. it's like feel good like you know Mm. the love wins or whatever i was like Mm. nah i fucking hate this Mm. like she should have broken up with her Mm. um and so i'm just gonna say like when i was saying before that obviously this is new there's nuance in this like i completely understand both perspectives and like i i just think harper was a shitty person in general but mm. in terms of her being closeted and her wanting case two to go back in the closet i understand from the perspective of not being out to your family and obviously mm. like you just everyone's everyone's families are different yeah mm-hmm. and like you don't feel comfortable yet and i think everyone's coming mm. out journey is their own and they should mm. be given the freedom to do that mm-hmm. at the same time from case two's perspective mm. i also don't think you should have to be with someone who's going to hide your way and you mm. have every right to be with mm. someone who's already made that transition and mm. is out and can you know love you out loud so mm. obviously I'm, I'm saying like i hate that film i think should have mm. been with aubrey plaza <laughs> but like it, i obviously i'm not missing the obvious that 
like her perspective is valid and mm. it's it's real um mm. so mm. i'm not gonna you know discount that but then also my thing is just kind of like just a general point like i'm just so mm. tired of queer movies where it has to be about us <laughs> struggling and coming out and oh my god mm. homophobia and so terrible mm. and da, 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 da. Mm. and like i get it like it's real it's reality but at least it. for the christmas film but Come like on. i don't want to see that shit it's just, just mm. let it be a fucking happy like i would love mm. us to just be at the point where we just have these stories and the characters like happen to be gay or like or they might talk about their queerness but it's not mm. like the their central... queerness being a struggle isn't the central yeah, yeah the central yeah. thing and so yeah. I was hoping for just a nice, fun, lesbian rom-com. And mm. instead, what I got was hypertension. So, <laughs> happier season. Um, I didn't rate you for that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think, is that everything I had to say about that? Oh, yeah. Someone also made the point that, um, in terms of this being unrealistic, um, there, there's, like, a screenshot of them, like, making coffee or something. And mm. then... Um, they're using like cow's milk and they're like this is how we know this movie was fucked up there's no way two lesbians live together are drinking cow's milk exactly where is the oatly where is the almond breeze trash but um yeah uh i think (laughs) i think i think that but the biggest crime was making like case stew and uh aubrey plaza look so good together like Mm. on you need to watch this film yeah like they look so good and like yeah the main couple they weren't even likable like there was no reason to root mm. for harper and abby because they they weren't we i don't understand why they were together they, they mm. seemed like they had no chemistry like mm. anyway um yeah okay that's mm. <laughs> that, and, that's me done yeah and you know to quickly uh, just quickly add to that you know because mm. this is the dl <laughs> and you know harper look if you're a dl woman that's cool but yeah and i think like you said you know everyone has their right to sort of you know be dl or whatever mm. but then the person who you're in a relationship with also has a right to know that. Yeah. And you, you should yeah. let that, you yeah. should let that be known to them quite, I'd say maybe quite early on, but yeah. certainly once things are getting serious yeah. and yeah, to like, you know, bring someone on this holiday with you and then like force them back into the closet because they have no other option. Yeah. That was like, she yeah. also kept talking to her ex-boyfriend. Sorry. I remember that. There we go. <laughs> she kept hanging out. Like she was going on mm. nights out drinking with her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry yeah. helping there. We no. don't side with you. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Um, that's us. Mm, so um, I think that is us done. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, I am Vernia Bambi. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at B-E-R-N-I-E-A-B-A-M-B-I. And you can find S. At, uh, just S. So that's just with two T's underscore E-S-S on Twitter and Instagram. And we're at Daydownlow on the socials mm-hmm. um email us uh if you have any dilemmas queries all that all that good stuff um mm-hmm. at dear download at gmail.com um check out the download playlist on our spotify with mm-hmm. all the songs that we talk about in the download segment um check out the success if you <laughs> want to get into my brain a little bit um mm. and yeah mm. And one final shout out to our emerging artists for this, uh, or these two weeks, this fortnight, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jaden Clover uh, with her new latest single, Pieces of Me. Uh, so yeah, go show her some love. And uh, yeah, people have a great two weeks mm-hmm. and we will see you for more mess and more stress <laughs> uh, in two weeks on Wednesday. Oh my gosh, wait, will that be like, how close to Christmas will that be? Last episode of the year, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, it's the 23rd. 
23rd. So, yeah, uh, we will see you for our last episode of the year. Um, So, yeah, until then, uh, stay blessed, stay safe. And, yeah, bye. Bye, guys. (laughs)